This is the sixth day and final day of our January week of prayer and fasting. I've been so delighted to see how many people have participated on the prayer rota, the round the clock prayer rota, where you've been praying on your own or with groups uh, outside of the corporate times of prayer. And we've met Monday evening through to Friday evening. Every evening's been fantastic. Last night was was full of fire and heat and light. It was a fantastic time. And now uh, Solomon is going to lead us into the, the final formal prayer session. And uh, the pattern has been that somebody will pre present, make a presentation, share something from the scriptures and use that first hour as they feel led by the Lord. And then we go into the uh, actual prayer sessions for the next two hours or the following two hours right until till one o'clock. And so as soon as I've handed over, I, I will go off camera, but be present throughout the whole of the morning and join you a little bit at the end. So thank you very much, Solomon, for joining us today and for leading into these sessions. And so without any further ado, over to you, Solomon, to introduce our morning together. Thank you very much, uh, Pastor Colin, and good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Um, I hope you have had a good night's rest. Um, after the uh, sessions yesterday with the network pastors led by uh, Tyre and Jeremy, um, it certainly needed, certainly needed uh, a bit of a uh, sit down and 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 uh, and enjoy and bask in 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 in, this, in the in the session. So um, it was uh, it was a very good night yesterday. Um, today I have got with me. Um, some of my own leaders uh, we're going to share share some things that um, that we have in our heart with you and um, and then pray through a number of prayer points um, and I hope I hope uh, that you will uh, stay with us um, um, it's it's been a very 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 powerful amazing week um, just seeing uh, seeing everything and hearing and listening and participating uh, every day of the week has been a real blessing. And I hope that um, today, this morning, that um, we, we, will, we will also uh, receive, receive from the Holy Spirit. So, so thank you. Um, I'm going to invite Zola, uh, who is uh, in my, my primary group, to, um, to just to share some of the things that have happened um, that we have seen happen uh, in the last in the last uh, maybe ten months, especially, and um, give give us a, a flavour of, of what um, of what it's been like for us um, in this time. Uh, Zola, uh, perhaps you can uh, take some time to just to to share with us. Um, thanks, Uncle Solomon. Uh, thank you, Pastor Colin. Um, good morning. Good morning, Church. Good morning, KT. Um, it's really been a, a good, good, good time of prayer um, of, of the week, and and really a good way to start the year with all the the noise uh, that's going on in the world. Um, I think it's the right thing to do that, that we focus on this. So, so thank you for this time. Um, as, as you said, Uncle Solomon, I'm going to share briefly about um, some of the themes that we've seen over the course of the year. Um, just by introduction, my name is Zola, um, and I lead a, a cell group in KT, a reasonably large cell group in KT of young men. Um, a good number of whom have come through KT 
from uh, the youth, the children's ministries through to the youth ministries, um, New Gen, and, and they're now part of the men's net uh, in their early early twenties. Um, and, and then another another set of, of the guys are, are people who are in London and studying in and around the, the KT area, and so they they became members of the church and joined the cell group. Um, so a lot of the guys are either in university or have recently recently graduated, um, and leading a, a group of, of young men of, of, of this kind, uh, 2020 was, 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 was very challenging for everybody, but the, 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 the way it affects um, this group of people uh, it, you know, is, is, is quite pointed. Uh, and I'll just talk to, to a number of these things. I think the first thing to really bring out is the point of, about the isolation and, and the, and the, uh, the self-isolation uh, and, and the effects that, that has had. Now, prior to the lockdown, um, in the cell group, in the in the downline, even we had been looking at isolation uh, as a subject and a topic, and how it affects us from a spiritual perspective, um, and also just you know personally how 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 the impact, the negative and adverse impacts that isolation can have. So we knew before COVID um, that isolation is is one of the things that can have quite a big impact on on, on us. Um, in, a, in a bad way and it's something to be to be to be managed carefully and to be avoided really um, spiritual isolation uh, where you are not in the right group of people not um, disciples not looked after in the right way um, can can leave you vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy um, physical isolation we know um, from people from human beings God did God didn't design human beings he didn't create human beings to, to exist in their own. God brought us into the community of families or communities because that's that's how we are wired to exist and, and thrive. Um, so we, we were already tackling isolation as a, as a big issue prior to COVID. So COVID really, um, when, 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 when the year started last year and, 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 and it was clear that we were going to need to self-isolate, uh, we knew that this is something we needed to tackle. So Solomon really got the primary together and we talked about how and what we need to be doing with our cell groups um, just to really try and mitigate this as best as we can uh, using um, the, 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 the channels that we have available, which obviously we weren't able to, to meet physically as we would love to be doing. Um, so we had to resort to using voice calls, but prioritizing really video calls um, over, certainly over text messaging. Um, and so that's, that's what we tried to do over the course of the year. Um, and, and I suddenly saw, you know, we, we endeavored to do that within the cell group, but but even even with our best efforts, we still managed to see a number of people quite quite adversely impacted by by the effects of, of, of isolating. Um, and there were a number of guys where uh, people became a bit more withdrawn, um, uh, and you started to see, you know, the effects really taking 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 root. Um, and so simple tasks, simple tasks that people would normally do, started to become a bit difficult for a number of people. And I certainly felt some of these effects, even though we were doing our best to try and stay, stay, stay in contact with people. So it's just acknowledging um, that this has this has really been been a difficult period from that perspective. And in 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 in, in some cases, the the the, the impacts were quite severe. Um, you know, we we had we had one of our one of one of our members who who um, you know suffered quite badly from 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 the effects of isolation and 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 um, had. Um, uh, some challenges with mental health. I, I won't go into the details of that for for, for for their privacy sake. We want to respect people's confidentiality, but we've we've suddenly been dealing with this and we've worked very closely with the family. We've been supported by my primary leader. Uh, we've been praying for the family, staying very close to, to what's been going on. 
And I'm very, very pleased to announce actually towards the end of the year, um, you know, he was hospitalized for a while, but 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 was was discharged towards the end of the, end of the year. And so it came through quite a difficult period, and 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 um, and we thank God because uh, God really did step in in that in that situation. And and perhaps one day that'll be a testimony that you'll be able to hear about. Uh, but it's it's for the individual to share rather than me at this point. Um, and going into 2021, um, knowing knowing the effects of isolation and still having to deal with lockdown now, uh, we're very keen um, to to step up our efforts and to make sure that we are encouraging um, interaction, the right kinds of interaction with the right people. Um, so one of the initiatives I'm, I'm looking to do in my cell is, is really en um, enhance the, the sort of friendship groups of three um, and making sure people are not just interacting, but interacting at the right level and about the right things and just really supporting them to do that well. Um, you know, young men in particular, groups of young men, often our, our interactions can tend to be quite surface level and focus on things that are nice but but maybe not not the deep heart issues and those are really key things that we we know as men we need to we need to be able to get into and so those that's the kind of sort of guidance we, we're giving our people and really um trying to help them to, to to implement in their own interaction um so that that was one of the key things uh, another another point I'll, I'll raise you know that we looked at in the year and i've mentioned that the men i look after are uh, either in university or graduated recently. So um, the job market uh, was even obviously really badly, badly affected in 2020 uh, because of the pandemic. And I had uh, several young men actually who graduated um, last year. Um, now, leading up to that, we had been preparing them, talking about career choices. How do you pick what the right career is? How do you pray about this so you get God leading and guiding you and that you're not making decisions uh, that are not steeped in, in sound, sound spiritual uh, foundation. So we've been working with them lead, leading up to that. And, and we consistently got them together in the course of 2020 to remind them these principles, to, to make sure we're sticking to the choices that we believe God is leading us towards and just encouraging, encouraging them um, not to look at the economic um, indicators, but to, to remember that our God is really the one who provides employment and, and to trust in God. Uh, and, and in addition to reminding them of that, we were also really very particular about offering practical support. So, um, you know, checking CVs, reviewing the applications that they're writing, um, making sure that they know that the, 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 the things that they can do in order to, to get in touch with the right people on LinkedIn with the organization. So they're not just applying to the website uh, and not getting any responses. And I'm very pleased to announce actually we did see some breakthroughs in this area. Um, some some of the guys managed to uh, obtain internships and convert those into job offers. Um, and some of them, um, you know, were successful in doing that. There are others with whom we're still working and still trusting God. And we know God is faithful. So we, we believe that will be another testimony to look forward to in the course of 2021 uh, of those guys who are looking for, for jobs. Um, but that certainly was an area where 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 we did face quite quite a lot of a lot of challenge. But we did see some breakthroughs and God was faithful. Um, there were several, several uh, guys who, who managed to get, get secure, secure really good opportunities. Um, and the ones who are looking are still looking and they're supported and we're, we continue to work with them. Um, I think a, a key thing about, about the job market and, and some of these personal things that God does for us is we're, we're very clear that the, 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 the main objective for us as Christians is really the kingdom of God. Jesus was very clear about that. And so whilst we trust God and we seek God for these personal blessings, 
um, it's very important that we do not forget the fundamental, you know, first thing that we're about in the kingdom. And so what we 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 look to um, teach teach the, the guys is um, in pursuing these jobs and in getting these blessings, we've got to connect it to, to the kingdom of God. And and when God blesses us with these personal blessings, really what they do is free us up uh, and remove any obstacles that we ha- we had to deal with so we can actually be more devoted to God. Um, I, I think a really, uh, uh, one scripture that we really stand on in the, in the downline is First Kings chapter 5, um, where King Solomon assumed the throne and he recognized that he had so much more freedom than his father who had to fight many, many wars. And as a result of the peace that God gave King Solomon, he said, I'm therefore going to build a, build a temple for, for, for the Lord. Um, and and that's that's a scripture that we we've, we've studied, we've looked into, um, and it's it's one of the things that we look at um, and, and and really practically apply in the group. So when when we have breakthroughs in our personal lives, when we see things that God has done that 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 free us up even more, we are um, encouraged, and we 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 encourage ourselves and encourage each other to uh, find ways of, of devoting ourselves more to the kingdom. So for the guys who did see those kinds of breakthroughs in their lives, they've certainly been looking at, okay, um, I'm no longer going to have to deal with um, joblessness in this area. So how can I devote myself more to the kingdom of God? Um, and, and as a result of that, you, you, you'll, you'll have seen some of the young men in my cell um, who on reflection, they decided that they wanted to serve more in the church, um, certainly in the areas where they're talented. So I've got two, two, young, two young guys who serve on the, um, on the worship team, uh, and they've been serving in the during during the pandemic quite faithfully. So we we thank them and we thank God for them, uh, but they're doing it out of out of gratitude to God for what He's done, and because they recognize that that they've got that you know they've they've, they've been given this um, this gift um, in order to give themselves more to the Lord, and connecting it to building the kingdom. Um, so so that's that's something we really focus on in the group is is everything that we're doing, all the various aspects of our lives. How does that connect to the to the mission of Jesus Christ, which really is, is about souls. Um, and that, that we're not just focused on, I've got this job, I've got this promotion, I've got this breakthrough. That's that's great. But what are we going to do with those with those things that will bring an add um, to to God and to his people? Uh, so I think that, that that's a key key thing to, to to bring out about some of the focus that we've had in 2020. I'll, I'll just round up on a, on a personal note uh, as well. Um, so, so those are the themes I've, I've touched on about the cell. But on a personal note, um, 2020 was was uh, was challenging. But by, I personally certainly saw God's um, breakthrough certainly in my own career uh, and in my marriage. Um, so, so in my workplace, um, my my manager announced that he was he was looking to move to another team, which created an, 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 a vacancy above above where where I where I am. Um, and um, I was. Um, I was able to put myself forward for the role, and I was, I was successful in getting that. So I got that promotion, which, which, which happened towards the end of the year. Uh, and in the course of, of, of a pandemic, um, these kinds of blessings are not not anything to be taken lightly. So I'm I'm certainly very thankful to God, and I give God praise and glory for that. And I'm thinking very, uh, very hard about how I can devote myself more, you know, more to God now that 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 that, that, that blessing has has come to fruition. Um, and that came through with a lot of prayer and support. Um, I'm in a group of, of, of guys as well with whom we pray together, we support each other. And they stood with me, they prayed with me, they encouraged me through that. 
And it's the same point about the relationship that we're, we're talking about to avoid any kinds of isolation that we really, really focus on. And then finally, um, my wife Karen was 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 uh, really unwell towards the end of, of, of December. Um, prior to Christmas, she was she was hospitalizing. We weren't sure uh, whether she'd be she'd be home in time for Christmas. Um, and we saw the cell group and the downline really rally. Uh, certainly, the prayers. I know the amount of praying that went into 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 that situation was was more than what we we certainly could have been been able to mobilize on our own. So we thank you all, uh, all of you who were who were who stood with us during that time, and uh, we thank God that she's doing much much better. Uh, she's recovering, um, and we saw really practical practical ways that the, that the people stood with us. Uh, we've got some some of Carousel members who live nearby. Um, and they were offering to bring food during the time when when she was really unwell, and I was looking after her and, and our daughter, um, and just really practical ways uh, that people stood with us, uh, really blessed blessed our hearts, and talks to exactly what the cell vision is about, what discipleship is about, what Jesus Jesus really was about, and he said that you'll know my disciples by the love that they show for one another. Um, so thank you, thank you all for that. And um, our, our heart and our desire when we're talking about, about this session is really that it will motivate people towards kingdom building and towards being sold up for the kingdom of God and putting ourselves really towards that cause, which is the most important thing. So hopefully, um, hopefully that's, that's what, we, we, what you take out at least of what, what I've been able to, to share these last few minutes. Um, Thank, thank you, Uncle Solomon. I'll, I'll hand over back, back to you. Thank you, Zola. Thank you very much. And um, it was really uplifting. Um, you know, so some of the stuff that we we, we have some, some themes um, because for me, um, I, I believe very firmly that the kingdom of God can be demonstrated. It's a kingdom that is of power. It's a kingdom that is of love, and so. Um, getting people to really connect with with the kingdom is, is very, very important and uh, one of the principles as all those referring to there uh, we we have uh, we have uh, names uh, terminologies for every one of them and that's what we call we call the first king's principle which is when, when people give a testimony uh, for me um, it, it's it's not just tell us a good story about what God has done it's now that God has done this, what will you purpose to do uh, by way of a response uh, in terms of worshiping him? Uh, and so we have this principle, you tell us the story and, and then go on to tell us what will happen, what you purpose to do next, um, because there must always be a match towards the kingdom, a match forward in the kingdom um, is, is how we, we describe it. Um, so, so Zola, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, th this week, um, so many people have shared and, and prayed. Um, it, it's been an amazing time. Uh, today, uh, Saturday, as we come to a close, we um, invited some of the leaders uh, to share and to pray with us. And they will pray through, as I said, a number of themes. Um, Pastor Colleen started the week with a call to prayer. Um, very, very powerful. Uh, and uh, and on, on Tuesday, Marcelo echoed a similar thing about a call to worship. Uh, and Marcelo spoke uh, from the prophet Isaiah, um, chapter 6, 
who shall I send? Marcelo invited us, I, I, I recall, he then invited us to, uh, to respond to the call of God uh, so that God, um, he can use us, all of us individually and collectively as a church, as he pleases. So, you know, during the week, like, like Marcelo, others spoke about the importance of seeking God for something new, something fresh. Um, my, my first challenge to all of us is what will happen at the end of this prayer week. Um, rest of the week, uh, Lola, um, Pastor Amanda, Rodell, uh, the network, one common theme for me, uh, from everyone was uh, demonstrably out of every session was um, really the desire for passion for God to respond to the call of the kingdom. And we had that every single night. Yesterday, Pastor Tayo spoke about restoration of self and spoke from, from, from the uh, prophet Nehemiah. He referred uh, to also to, to restoration of the walls of the kingdom. And I thought, I thought it was just, just amazing, uh, particularly yesterday, that those pastors, uh, they had us rocking from side to side, really, really powerful. Um, really amazing stuff. Um, we, we had um, Zola talk about some of the 2020 um, circumstances, some of the things that have happened. And for most of 2020, we started to talk, to pray, to facilitate uh, the theme of dying to self, dying to self. And uh, I want to share uh, some of that with you for a few minutes this morning. Um, for me, our church, KTLCC, has always been about the gospel of Christ, the kingdom of God. That's what it's been about. And so the challenge that I, I raise to um, our group is exactly what Pastor Colling has taught for many years, um, that all of this must be about the kingdom, the kingdom and the gospel. So let, let me digress uh, and suggest um, that when Jesus says in uh, Mark 8, verse 35, whoever desires to save his life will lose it, and whoever desires um, and, 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 and you lose it for my sake and the gospel. My sake and the gospel. Anyone who desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake, Jesus says, and the gospel will save it. So Jesus says in that verse, my sake and the gospels. So in other words, He's suggesting that you can't separate him, Jesus, from the gospel. There is no I love Jesus without loving the gospel, what Jesus's life and purpose was about. So I guess that that's what, um, I think that's what I really want people to think about. What was the purpose of Jesus's life, this whole journey? What is the purpose of this whole thing that we're about? Jesus and the gospel. And um, a church that isn't active in the purpose of the gospel, um, I, hear, I hear the senior pastor, our senior leader, explain this many times. Church 
that doesn't uh, pursue actively the purposes of Jesus' coming, his life, that church is missing something. Um, we're not saved just so, just so that we can pray. Uh, people, I often say, prayed before Jesus came, just ask the Pharisees. We're not saved just so that we can fast. Again, people fasted before Jesus came, ask the Pharisees. We're not saved just so that we can be the best ushers, welcome team members. Um, I remember when we had the first meetings at the Royal Albert Hall many years ago, um, the, the Royal Albert Hall, they, they insisted that their ushers uh, would be uh, on duty that day. And, and the ushers did a fantastic job, even though they were not members of Kensington Temple and some of them were not Christians even. Um, so, so all of these things uh, that I mentioned, they're not the end in themselves. And they're certainly not the destination either. They're not the things that we end up, that we should, we should seek them and then end there. They, they are, they are part, of this, part of the whole dynamic um, so, so we can't focus on those individual things at the expense of the overriding objective. So Jesus said, me and the gospel. And therefore, I think that we've got to make sure that we're obsessed with what Jesus really came to the earth for and what he died for, which was quite basically to reconcile men with God, to save people. Souls must be moving. And by the way, I think that that's what the New Testament church was about. So every time there was a movement of any sort, any sort of movement in the Acts of the Apostles, we're told that there was either vertical or horizontal growth. We've got to always make sure as a church, as the body of Christ, that we can identify people who are moving in the kingdom or moving towards the kingdom or else all of the activities that we engage in, those activities would have failed. We can do all the prayer, we can do all the fasting, but if in fact there is nothing uh, about Jesus's purpose in it, then it's a lot of activity that's achieving nothing that Jesus is concerned about. And, and we've got to try to always have that in our minds. So when Jesus asks us to deny self, to die to self, he's asking us to identify what constitutes self, our flesh. We should identify the characteristics, what constitutes your flesh, my flesh. You've got to know them and seek to crucify them or else the kingdom, um, Jesus Christ will have no, no room to, to flourish in us and, and to grow. Uh, I think the problem is um, when we want to bring ourselves and take ourselves along with us, um, but there really isn't any room in the inn for so many personalities. Um, so we've got to identify the old self so we can get rid of it and then make room for the new because the two, old and new, they can't mix. Uh, Paul, Paul says the same thing in Galatians 5, uh, in Galatians 5, verse 7, um, he said, if you have a whole unleavened and you put it in with a little bit of leaven, the whole thing becomes unleavened. 
so a little bit of self can be so powerful that it paralyzes and corrupts the new. And that's the challenge. That's the problem. You, you can, of course, liken this to the principle of destruction in the Old Testament, where God says to the Israelites, get rid of everything in the conquered territories, in the conquered cities. If you don't get rid of them, they will corrupt you and they'll affect you. Get rid of the old. The old has to go. The old has to be identified. And um, Jesus himself, you know, in, in Matthew 9, uh, he talked about um, old wineskins not being fit for the new wine. The old wineskin will not tolerate the new wine. If you've got the new stuff, you can't put it in with the old stuff. Um, John the Baptist, again, John 3, verse 30, he must increase, but I must decrease. In other words, John was saying more of him, less of me. Me must go that he may come and remain. And it's a common theme in the Bible. Um, Luke, capturing the same dying to the flesh thing, he, he said in Luke 9, uh, verse 23, um, whoever, Jesus was saying, wants to become my disciple must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. Jesus clearly loves us, all of us, in our broken and sinful self, our broken, sinful, fleshy self. He loves us. That's exactly what he wants us to do, to come to him, bring ourselves to him the way that we are. Bring yourselves to me. I will love you, Jesus is saying to us. I love you as you are. But Jesus doesn't want us to remain as we are. I often say that God loves babies, but he expects them to grow. It's what the writers of Hebrews says about growth. Paul, 1 Corinthians, talks about his frustration that there is no growth. Yes, babies are great, but no parent who has uh, had sleepless nights will expect, will expect or desire that their child remains a baby for the rest of their life. Growth, and, and growth, growth in the way that the scripture describes and expects growth to be. When we're fed, we grow. Self, self, the self that needs to die has to be identified for every one of us individually. And um, what is the flesh that Jesus is talking about? Because he's clearly not asking us to die a physical death. The flesh that needs to die, the flesh, um, the flesh that needs to be denied, that flesh needs to be identified. It consists of, um, of the thoughts that we have, it consists, the flesh consists of the thoughts, the ideas, the beliefs, the feelings that we have, the emotions that we have, the things that offend us, the things that we are too sensitive to, the behaviors that are typical of us, who we are, what our characteristics are, what our opinions are, what our um, behaviors are, all of these things, we've got to identify them and as Jesus says, die to them before we can even begin to try to follow him. 
if, if, you, if you try to um, carry an opinion with you, if you try to carry a view with you, if you try to carry your feelings, your sensitivities, if you try to carry a fence with you, it will get in the way of the gospel and the gospel's message. And like a, like a glass prison, um, it, will, it will distort everything, everything that you receive. It will distort the way you receive the gospel, how you receive Bible passages. Um, it will distort everything, everything. So we've got to make sure that the opinions, the, the, the emotions, whatever that is going to distort the message of the gospel, anything that's going to um, affect it, we've got to be conscious of it and do something about, about that aspect of self. Of course, we should pray, ask God for things, but you know, about two, three years ago, Pastor Colin was teaching this. When Jesus is promising that we should ask and that we will receive, Jesus is clearly assuming that we have already at the stage of asking, that we've already um, emptied ourselves uh, so that what we are asking is, is asked with the leading of the Holy Spirit. And so we don't ask of things in our flesh at that time. We're asking as the Holy Spirit leads us so that our asking is in line with um, God's plan and his purposes. And then he shows up, God does, and he answers the prayers. Um, so it must be, um, it must be about Jesus. It must be about the kingdom of God and the purposes of the kingdom. And so my suggestion for this 2021 is that we should start by being clear um, that we know what the characteristics of the kingdom are and what Jesus died for. What did Jesus come to the world to do? Every disciple of Christ, every Christian should know the purposes of Jesus coming and then align themselves with it. Uh, and then we should look at self and see what the agenda of self is. What makes self happy? What does self want? What does self enjoy? What are self's ambitions? What are self's desires? What are self's behavior? What does the self pursue? What are the things that self spends time doing, thinking about, wanting, desiring? Make a list of all of these things because these are the components of self. And you know how much these things, when you've written them down, how much they either stand in the way of your availability for God to use you, or how much um, they, 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 um, they distract you uh, from, uh, from the pursuit of, of the purposes of the kingdom. These are the things that we must die to, that we must deny. Um, and and some, of, some of me, some of my flesh, I know that I put to death a long time ago. But there are aspects of self, of me, that I, I have been, that I know that I struggle with every day. There is some selfishness. There is some lack of self-control. There are issues that I must, I know that I have to crucify daily. And that's okay. It's okay. Paul writes about the daily renewal of the mind. So it's okay that some of these things, um, you know, we, 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 we need to confront them um, um, regularly. And um, it's, that's, that's not, it's not a, um, it's not a condemn, it's not a thing for condemnation. Um, so that's fine. 
But notice that Jesus, he sets out the order of how this should happen. It's a threefold uh, process. And the process, if you read the scripture again, whether you're looking at Mark or you're looking at Luke, the process is a sequential process. It's a threefold process, three-step process. And you've got to follow the sequence exactly in the way that Jesus describes and commands us to do. So he says, step one, deny or die to self. Step two, take up your cross. And then step three, follow me. You can't take up your cross if you haven't died to self. Self will be an impediment if you do. It's difficult enough to carry a cross um, without having another load to carry with you, another load to contend with. Even Jesus, he found a physical cross difficult, heavy to carry, and so much that he needed Simon as Irene to help him with in his humanity, of course. Um, so if Jesus in his humanity found it a cross to be heavy, you will I will find that the cross is heavy, and so we will need help every single day. Our cell members will need help. New believers will need help. We all need help. The help, the enabling of the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and, and Katie uses the salvation. So just think about the sequence. One must come before the other. No following without dying, denying self. We've got the Holy Spirit to help. We've got the salvation that practicalizes this for us. I, I often describe the salvation to be, it, to me, it, it feels like it's the analogy of a train. A train. Um, no matter how sophisticated the train is, no matter how powerful the train is, no matter how modern the train is, no matter how big, how attractive, how shiny the train is, no matter how new the train is, no matter how clever you are, no matter how clever I am, no matter how many years you have been a Christian, no matter how, how anointed you are, no matter how long you've been a pastor or a prophet, no matter how amazing this train is, I don't know of any train that can leave the station self and travel to the destination safely without needing the tracks. Everyone needs tracks to leave here to get to there. So dying to self is, unless Jesus is wrong, dying to self is an imperative. It's a precondition to discipleship. It's not an option. It's not an option. Jesus said, this is what you must do. You must do this if you are to become my disciple. It has to happen. It's not an option. And it's not impossible either. It requires intentional, I think, and consistent action for it to happen. Um, you can't die to self unknowingly um, by mistake. The flesh is far too powerful for that. It will not die to the things that it needs to die to. Um, you, you can drift to the wrong place without making any effort. You can arrive at the wrong destination by drifting, by doing nothing. Um, but there is no success in any of life's endeavors 
without purpose and intention. So if the flesh must die, you must be intentional and know what you're dying to because the flesh, it craves always, always, it's always craving its own purposes. The flesh will justify itself. It will convince itself that what it's desiring and doing and saying and behaving, it will convince itself that that's always correct. It will convince itself that it doesn't need to do what it needs to do. The flesh is strong. It's very, very strong in the things that it wants and desires, but the flesh is weak in the things that it needs. And so even in Gethsemane, Jesus was speaking to the three amigos in Gethsemane. In Matthew 26, uh, 41, Jesus said to them, watch and pray. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So Jesus was saying that the flesh is weak in the things that it needs to do, but the flesh is strong in the things that it shouldn't do. So you need to nudge the flesh when it needs to go forward and you need to hold it back purposefully, but there must be some intentionality. Jesus said, watch and pray. He asked them to pray with him and to keep watch, not one or the other. Watch and pray. It's not enough to watch without praying. It's not enough to pray without watching. In that verse, Jesus was confirming that you need to be intentional and the keys, the keys to this are prayer and being mindful, being watchful. We can't do this without prayer. There is no taming of the flesh without prayer. And I just realized, um, just realized that um, Katrina in Shakespeare's Taming of the Shoe, uh, Katrina was she was deemed unworthy because she was very assertive. She was very willful. She wanted her own way. She was difficult to control. And, and so Shakespeare writes about the whole process of taming the shrew, and, and, and that's who she was. And maybe that's not a very good analogy for those who uh, don't care too much for Shakespeare. But um, I think the comparison of the characteristics are probably true. Flesh is willful it wants to assert its own way so it has to be tamed that's what jesus is asking us to do unless we put to death those aspects of us that are an impediment to the call of the kingdom we will always struggle to respond to the call of the kingdom and we will struggle to put god first we may and i think most christians i think we love jesus very much most Christians do. So it's not that we don't love Jesus. The problem, I think, for most of us is that we don't love him enough. And certainly not enough of the time to always put him first. The kingdom sometimes fails to get a look in when our, when our wants, our desires, when our plans, our behaviors, our character, when all of these things get in the way. Um, the kingdom fails to get a looking. When we're making decisions, we often compromise the kingdom. We don't do the Matthew 6 thing. We don't do a pivot 
where the kingdom is the pivot and everything revolves around it. Um, and, and that's the challenge of the power of the flesh. Our wants, our desires, our behavior, our character, our plans, our passions, they get in the way. Um, but I, I, I think I should mention also that dying to self, crucifying the flesh is not necessarily pleasant. It can be painful. I mean, just try pinching yourself um, and you'll see. Um, so it can be painful, but I should also suggest to you that um, just like Jesus said in Matthew 19, verse 23, with God, it is possible. Everyone can do it. Everyone can do it. God would never expect something from us that he hasn't equipped us to be able to do. If he requires us to die to self, then clearly we all have the capacity inside of us and the help of the Holy Spirit to succeed. We're never going to be perfect. We will fall off the horse. Sometimes we'll make mistakes, we'll behave badly too. I, 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 I often say that I suspect that I am no surprise to God. He knew what he was getting when he saved me. So, you know, um, with all the mistakes that I make, he's not, you know, in shock about them. Um, but he expects the frequency the frequency of the bad behavior, the frequency of the dominance of the flesh, God expects that to reduce over time. No one should feel condemned just because of the fact that we make mistakes, we fall, um, we get it wrong. No, no, no. Um, there is no condemnation, Paul writes to Romans in Romans 8, there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So we don't feel condemned. We just get up, reflect a little bit, get up like babies do when they fall, and just carry on after reflecting. That's what we should do. So when God, when God calls us to die to self, just purpose to do that. When we surrender as he expects, um, it will be okay. It will it will be okay. I want to read um, from Second Chronicles. Um, I haven't got a lot of time uh, to, to perhaps go through this as I'd like to. Um, but you know, when you've got some time, you, you might want to just read Second, uh, Second Chronicles 20, uh, verses 1 to 17. Verses 1 to 17. Um, in fact, the whole of that chapter 20 is important. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'll, I'll just pick uh, pick up a, a few of the verses that I, I, I think um, are important to to reflect on. So in Second Corinthians, sorry, Second Chronicles twenty, um, uh, this was uh, where you have a collection of the people, the Moabites and the Ammonites, um, when they came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Uh, most Christians know this. Um, I'll, I'll start from. Um, Verse three, Jehoshaphat, he feared and he set himself to seek the Lord and he proclaimed a fast throughout all uh, Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord and from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord God of our fathers, 
Are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand, is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? He asked him, are you not our God? I'm going to jump to, um, I'm going to jump to verse 15. And he said, the spirit of the Lord, um, this is the spirit of the Lord speaking. He said, listen, all of you, Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you, King Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude. That's the multitude that was coming against the people for the battle is not yours, but God's. Verse 16, tomorrow go down against them. They will surely come up by the ascent of Ziz and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Again, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them for the Lord is with you. Um, I'll read 22 and 23. Now, when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, and they were defeated. Verse 23, the people, the Ammonites, the Moabites, they stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir to kill and destroy them. Uh, they stood against them. So I just want to say, um, Many of us know that in 2 Chronicles 20, when Jehoshaphat was told that there was an army, a multitude coming against him and the people, the first thing that Jehoshaphat did, verse 2, he, he sought God, he prayed, and he fasted. He sought God, he prayed, and he fasted. He said in verse 12, our eyes are on you. I, I generally invite Christians, like I just did, to read the whole of the narrative, not just the popular verse 15, the battle is the Lord's. Read the whole thing. Many people, they love the verse, verse 15, but the narrative doesn't begin or end in verse 15. There is some context because what the spirit of God declared through Jehazel in verse 17, what the spirit of God declared was, yes, the battle is the Lord's. You guys, Judah, Jerusalem, you guys, you have prayed. You have prayed. You have fasted. You have sought the Lord. Now take your position. In other words, it wasn't now that you have prayed and fasted, do nothing. Go back to your homes, the comfort of your duvets, put your feet up. The battle is the loss after all, so do nothing. You've got nothing to do. 
That's not the scripture. That's not the Bible. In fact, it tells us, take your position. Verse 17, position yourselves. Take your position in Christ. Take a position, taking a position, I suggest, is an intentional, deliberate act. That's the command of the scripture. It's clear, if I may suggest, that the spirit of God was saying that taking your position is a spiritual position. It's a spiritual position. That's what he's saying. That spiritual position involves the mental as well as physical. It's a spiritual position, but it has the components of the mental and the physical. The mental, mind, attitude. It says, take hold of your mind. Take hold of your attitude. Don't fear. Don't panic. Don't worry. Don't doubt. Don't run to another option. Take hold of the way your mind is thinking and the way your mind is working. Don't take an easy mental attitude. The one that your friends have suggested, the one uh, that you have read in a book. Um, don't go anywhere. Just take a position in your mind, a mental position. But also take a physical position because it says, go out. Go out. In fact, he consulted with the people, verse 21. He appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of his holiness as they went out before the army and were saying. So some people took a physical position of praise and worship. They prayed, but they did something that God had asked them to do. Some of you sing. Some of you stand up. It says they stood against the Moabites and the Ammonites. Don't just take any position. Don't run off to any direction that you like. Turn exactly to where I, where the Spirit of God is asking you. Turn to that place. Don't take a position that comes out of some best-selling book that gives you the 39 steps to get wealth. Don't take a position from that fantastic book that tells you the seven steps to bribe God to get him to act on your behalf. None of the stuff. The Bible is the source. Books are great. They're great to, sub to give you some context of the basic fundamental will of God as he sets it out in his scripture and reveals it by and through the Holy Spirit. Take a position Pray and fast, and we've got to get up and take a position in the kingdom. Just follow the leading of the Holy Spirit and what he asks. So this week, when we spent all of the time this week, we've prayed, we've fasted, we've had the exhortation from scriptures, we had the encouragement of scripture, we had teaching, powerful, uh, shared prayer together. At the end of this week, there's got to be something else. It can't be a return to sitting back and doing nothing. But whatever we do, church, whatever we engage to do, it has to be about the overriding objective. What did Jesus die for? My activities, my lifestyle, the choices I make, the decisions I make, the way that I think, the way that I act, my passions, my desires, 
me, myself, the whole of me, how much of it is devoted to the purpose and the objective of Jesus's life, death, and his resurrection. All of us must be about the Lord's business. And that business is about souls, people, souls, people. The kingdom of God is an exclusive club, but the difference between exclusive clubs of the kingdom and the exclusive clubs that exist in society is that we want to open the doors to get people in. The exclusive clubs of our societies shut their doors so that no one can get in. This one, this kingdom, this kingdom is about opening the doors so that more can come in from the kingdom of darkness into God's kingdom of light. And that's what I want us all to think about when we finish this week dedicated to prayer and, and fasting. So thank you for that. Um, I, I've tried to throw in uh, uh, quite quite a lot and I apologize um, for trying to canter through all of this. Um, I, I apologize for doing that. Um, but, but I hope that we have a sense of what needs to happen um, for, for us going forward. I'm going to invite uh, some of, um, some of um, the, the guys in my group to, to join us now in, in the Zoom room. Um, and uh, they're going to, um, to lead us through a number of prayer points. And then um, we'll, we'll come back at the end um, and, and, uh, and, and do some, 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 more, uh, some more together. Uh, but I'll hand over to, uh, I think I should have, um, I should have Mel and, and, and then Philip is there. Um, who else is there? Um, is, is Jamie there? Uh, Mide is there. Chinidu should be there as well. Um, and Emmanuel should be there. And Deji should be there. And Michael should be there. Mr. K. Mesh himself. So if you guys are there in the Zoom room, let's have you, uh, Mel, um, I'll hand over to you now to take us through to your prayer point. Mel. Thank you, Solomon. Thank you, thank you. Um, I hope you guys can hear me. Um, yeah, so uh, thank you. Uh, really looking forward to this time uh, of prayer uh, this morning. Um, I hope everybody um, is, is, is ready and prepared to, to, to go into a time of prayer. Um, what we want to do is really want to seek God's face um, for, for the church, uh, but also for in our personal lives. Um, as, as Zola mentioned um, earlier, um, that um, in spite of all the challenges we, 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 we experienced in 2020, um, th there were lots of positives. We, we saw uh, personally in our downline, um, we saw uh, a lot of milestones and breakthroughs um, in our downline and also in the, in, the, in the wider church network. And we're believing that God would do even greater things in our lives in 2021, um, especially as we step out in obedience uh, to doing um, our first calling, which is to, to worship God and to build his kingdom. Um, so to kick off this time of prayer this morning, um, we, we, we want to stand on the breakthroughs that God gave us in, in 2020 and declare those breakthroughs and even more for 2021. Um, I, um, 
I will be basing um, my prayer points um, on the on the blessings that God promised the children of Israel in, in Deuteronomy 28. And, and, and we're going to be praying into these things. So uh, the context of the, of, of, of the, of the scripture uh, is Deuteronomy 28, verse 1. And I'll just read it. And it says, if you listen to these commands of the Lord your God that I am giving you today, and if you carefully obey them, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail, and you will always be on top and never at the bottom. So it is my prayer that as we as a church step into the plans that God has for us as um, as a church in 2021, that we would experience uh, these same blessings and even more in our lives in 2020 um, in, in, in this year. Um, so the first prayer point, um, uh, the first topic we want to go into um, is the growth of the body of Christ. Um, so we, we, we know we all saw the effects of um of, of the lockdown in, in 2020. And Zola also mentioned that some of the biggest challenges of um, isolation that people had in the cell, in, 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 the, in the cell groups that, and that even though we had um, the Zoom and we had uh, the blessing of technology, and the fact that, we, that there, was a, uh, there, was a, there was a lack of physical interaction meant that there were some people, people did um, uh, suffer some effects of that. And, and we saw that very, um, uh, we, we saw that in our in our downline that there were that isolation was played a big um, a big role uh, in in people's uh, health. Um, but in spite of that, we noticed that this the, there were numbers were being added to the cell, and and we want to thank God for that. And so the the in in, in Deuteronomy verse eight twenty eight verse eight says that the Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do and fill your storehouses with, with grain. The Lord, your God, will bless you in the land he's giving you. Now, that point is that, that is, is to say, what, what I want to pray about now is that, that God will continue to bless everything we do. So those of you who are cell leaders, as you go out and, you are, um, and you're leading yourselves diligently and obediently, that God will continue to bless bless the cells and add numbers to the cells so to, to kick off what I'm, I'm we're going to pray um for an increase in in our cell groups we pray father god that you would um increase bring an increase in every cell group lord in, in this year in jesus name father we pray lord father that the work of god will go on despite lockdowns and despite the pandemic despite the isolation and despite all the challenges that we're going to have this year, we pray, Lord, in, 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 in that in your mercy, that the cell, the cell network, the cell vision will be the foundation that 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 holds people together, that holds the church together in the name of Jesus. We pray that the Holy Spirit will inspire us with new strategies for evangelism. We pray, Lord Father, that even in the, in, in, in the time and the challenges that we have, Lord Father, that we would use this to devise new ideas um, to, to develop the cells, to grow the cells, to, um, to really reach out in evangelism, to reach out to the lost, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord Father. We pray also that the relationships forged in the cells will be will grow and be strengthened um, and that even without the physical uh, the frequent physical interactions lord father that um 
that the cells will grow, Lord Father, that discipleship will happen, Lord Father. Father, we pray, Lord Father, that where there has been a lack um, of, of, of physical interaction, Lord Father, we pray, Lord Father, that you would that that you would break through, Lord Father. You would break through, Lord Father. Develop relationships in the cell in in twenty twenty one in Jesus' name. We pray for the outpouring of God's Spirit over the, over the cell groups, that they will not grow cold, that um, they will not be distant, despite not being able that and that despite not being able to meet um, in person as frequently as before, Father. That we pray, Lord Father, that despite all these limitations, that we will continue, that we will see every single cell flourish in 2021 in jesus name amen um the next breakthrough um we we saw quite a quite a lot of uh, in 2020 um comes was to do with uh job promotions um and uh, people uh, acquiring new jobs especially in trying uh, circumstances uh, and even in some cases after years of unemployment and uh, the verse on Deuteronomy 28, um, uh, verse 12, says that the Lord will send rain at the proper time from his rich treasury in the heavens and will bless all the work you do. You will lend to many nations, but you will never need to borrow from them. Amen. So we pray for those believing in God for a new job in 2021. For those believing in God for a new job, a promotion or a change of career direction, that even in this time, even in, the, in, in this 2021, this time of COVID, that they will be blessed beyond measure in Jesus' name. We pray that those that have been furloughed will receive divine favor in the name of Jesus. We pray, for, we, we, we pray right now for those who are in furlough. We pray, Lord Father, that at the end of the term of furlough, Lord Father, that they would receive a blessing. They would receive a blessing beyond beyond measure, beyond anything that they, they that they would have thought. In Jesus' name, we pray for the unemployed right now, Lord Father. We pray, Lord Father, that you would meet their needs where they are. In Jesus' name, we pray that God that you would open doors of of employment and meet all their financial needs. In Jesus' name, Amen, Amen. Um, next, uh, we're going to pray for. Um, our the, the youth and and the children um we uh we uh experienced uh, a lot of um uh, children who did um their uh, 11 plus exams and um that were very su were successful um we had testimonies of um of people uh, who did uh, masters um who passed their masters ex um, as well and we just want to thank God. We thank God and we want to declare that these blessings that we that these blessings in education, in high education, that, that we would that the church would experience even more of those in 20 in, in 2021. Uh, Deuteronomy 28, verse 13 says, The Lord will make you the head and not the tail, and you will always be on top and never at the, at the bottom. So we pray for our children that we pray that our children will always be the head and not the tail, that they would excel above their peers, that they would be head and shoulders above their peers in Jesus' name. I pray for those um, undertaking exams in this season, this year, um, GCSEs, A-level A, A level exams, it, exams that have been cancelled in 2021 and uh, uh, due to the COVID, we pray that God will grant favour uh, to these children, to our children at this time, and that they would be awarded good grades, good grades in Jesus' name. Um, and we also at this time for our children, we come against any of the devices um, of the enemy that will distract 
uh, those preparing for exams, we pray against anxiety, we pray against fears, we pray against doubts, uh, we pray against any distractions that they may be having. We declare that our children will be leaders in their generation, that they would excel in ordinary academic en endeavors. Um, we also pray uh, for, any, uh, for, for any young people, um, for anything else the young people are doing, that, that it's not necessarily ac academic, um, that if they, any, entrepreneur, uh, any entrepreneurs um, in, in, in the church, in the network, um, we pray that a blessing, that God will, that, that they would find favor yeah, uh, in God's eyes, that God will, will flourish everything, every work of their hands. We pray that the youth will flourish wherever God has planted them this year in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, the next point uh, I want us to pray into uh, is to do with uh, engagements and uh, marriages. Um, uh, one of my uh, cell members uh, got engaged just before uh, just before, uh, around the Christmas time, just before New Year. Uh, so that's something that we're looking forward to personally in, in, in my cell um, for, for, the next, uh, for the next year and, and 2022. Um, but uh, verse 10 um, says that, then all the nations of the world will see that you are a people claimed by the Lord and they will stand in awe of you. Now, what, what I want to do with this prayer point is, is, is that we, you know, we've seen that um, the institution of marriage has come under a lot of spiritual attack in recent years, um, so much so that, uh, that people don't really see the importance of it anymore. Um, but we know that marriage is an, is, is, is an institution that, that God has set up. Um, and as Christians, we want to pray that our marriages will be that beacon of light that will show that will shine into society and show them and show them um, who God is and show them um, to, to, to make people to, to see. We want to be able to that we want marriage to be able to show people um, who God is and lead people to God. So we want to pray that God's people, for those who are single to be married according to God's plan, um, we pray for them right now, Lord Father. We pray for um, uh, for any couples who are looking to be engaged, uh, those who are, have been engaged, and those who, and, uh, who are planning uh, uh, to be married. Um, we pray, Lord Father, that you would bless each and every um, each, each each of those relationships. We pray, Lord Father, that according to your plan, Lord Father, that the world would see your covenant, that your covenant is a blessing to those who enter. We pray, Lord Father, for marriage. Um, as a whole, we pray for we pray for marriage as a whole that the world will start to see the marriage in the way that you have intended it as a as a blessing and as a covenant. Uh, we pray for marriages within the body of Christ to be strengthened in these times. Uh, we pray for the newly married couples. Um, we, we know that uh, those who are newly married in 2020 that that would have been a challenge for them as well. Um, but we pray, Lord Father, that you would strengthen those relationships in this time. Um, in the name of Jesus, we pray against the schemes of the enemy to cause um, uh, uh, marriages to be broken, uh, to destabilize marriages, to destabilize relationships. We pray against the enemy. We pray against for all his plans and all his schemes that he has for, for marriages. Uh, and finally, I pray in the name of Jesus that the husbands and wives will take their rightful places in their homes. We pray against um, any... Um, any we pray against any division in marriage. We pray against 
um, any of those things in the name of Jesus. Father, we bless you, Lord. Father, we bless you for uh, for the marriages that you have that you have planned to happen. Those that are, those those that are, are in the in planning and those that are about to happen. We just thank you and we bless you, Lord Father. That that is an institution that you have ordained, um, and and that is not going anyway away anytime soon. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Um, my next point um, was, um, like Zola mentioned, uh, um, is was was a serious one, and it's to do with uh, the COVID itself, but um, physical um, healing uh, from COVID, um, but also um, uh, uh, recoveries from mental health uh, challenges. Um, so we saw uh, quite a few um, uh, um, um, cases where people um, had. Uh, mental health issues, but thankfully we also saw tons of healing, both uh, mentally and also from COVID. Um, Deuteronomy 28 verse uh, 7 says, the Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They will attack you in, in from one direction, but they will scatter from you in seven. So we declare full he healing in Jesus's name for anyone um, and everyone uh, who has suffered or is suffering from the effects of COVID-19. In the name of Jesus, we declare that Jesus's blood has given us the victory against all sickness in Jesus' name. We pray against the spirit of anxiety and isolation. We stand our ground and rebuke them in the name of Jesus. We declare that the Lord will conquer them if they dare to attack us and the church family um, that if they dare to attack us and the church family, that they will be scattered in seven directions. We declare that any physical and mental mental health spirit that attack that attacks us will be scattered in the name of Jesus. We take our stand against COVID. We take our stand about uh, against mental health, and we declare blessings in the name of Jesus. And and finally, um, just one more one more prayer. I want to pray for. Um, for families and uh, couples who um, are expecting um, a, a, a child, we pray, Lord Father, that you would bless them in the name of Jesus. Um, Deuteronomy 28 verse uh, 4 says, Blessed shall you be in the fruit of your womb and in the, in, the, in the fruit of your ground and the fruit of your cattle and the increase of your herds and the young of your flock. So we pray for those believing, believing in God for children right now, that their prayers will be answered in the name of Jesus. We speak to the barren wombs and declare that they would be fertile. And we speak against the spirit of infert in, 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 um, infertility in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we thank you. We thank you for all the things you're, you're going to do in 2021. Father, we pray, Lord Father, that as we as we go out to in obedience to build your kingdom, that we would witness um, amazing blessings and breakthroughs and milestones as a church in 2021. Thank you. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, I will now hand over to Philip. Thank you. Yeah, uh, thanks, thanks, Mel. I hope uh, you can hear me clearly. Yeah, uh, my, my name is uh, Philip Wale Akjete uh, in Solomon's in Solomon's downline. Uh, in continuation with the theme that we we've been focusing on with building of the kingdom, um, I would just like to uh, encourage us uh, to go into an area of prayer. I will move. Uh, I will move straight into prayer. The approach I would take is to 
share the scriptures with you, the foundation scriptures. I'll do a brief introduction and I'll like I would like to focus, uh, I would like to focus on the prayer so we spend more time, we spend more time praying on these sections. Um, please take, take notes of the prayer points. Take note of the prayer points. Um, and we know fully well from the word of God that God's ears are inclined to our prayers. Uh, that's from Psalm 34 and also from 4, repeated in 1 Peter 3.12. The section, the two areas I would like to focus on, the first one is on re restoration and repentance. I will provide all the I'll provide all the prayer points and then we go to an area of prayer. The foundation scripture for this section, it's uh, found from Zechariah Zachariah 3, verse 1 to 5. I repeat, Zechariah 3, verse 1 to 5. And I'll read. Then he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at the right hand to accuse him. And the Lord said to, and, and the Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who have chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is not this a branch plucked from the fire? Now Joshua was standing before the angel clothed with filthy garments. And the angel said to those who were standing before him, remove the filthy garments from him. And, he said, and to him he said, behold, I have taken your iniquity away from you and I will clothe you with pure vestments. And I said, let them put a clean turban on his head. So they put a clean turban on his head and clothed him with garments. And the angel of the Lord was standing by. As I said, we we, we, we start now on repentance and seeking God to take away every reproach. We know already from, from scripture that, that Satan is the accuser of the brethren, but Christ is our advocate the propitiation for our sins, not for our sins alone, but for the sins of the whole world. We know that God accomplishes his purpose for, with those who he chooses to be priests to himself. So the guilt of sin is taken away through his grace and the power of his sin is broken. And verse two mentioned uh, a brand plucked from the fire. And we also know that that's a miracle of grace, not to be left to the prayer of Satan. And then we focus on the change of garments, which is restoration and God's favor. Now I'll give all the prayer points I've got here. I'll, I'll give all the prayer points at once and we go and go to an area uh, and go straight to prayer. Uh, wherever we, we, you may be, I will just encourage you to pray and pray strong. We are gathered here and we are gathered in his name and we know that God is in our midst and we welcome, we welcome him in this place. And he has invited us to pray. And that's exactly what we're about to do now. So now to the prayer point. We pray that our God will take away any reproach from us that may be affecting us, whether individually as a, or collectively as a church, either due to our own sins or due to the activities of the enemies. That's the first one. The second prayer point is to pray for personal repentance following acknowledgement where we have not focused as much as we could have on the things of the kingdom, either being disciples or being disciple makers, where we have not focused just to, just to come to a place of asking for repentance, just like we know from the book of Nehemiah, where there was a case of prayer and fasting that we've done throughout this week, and there was personal repentance before we go ahead to pray 
on strategies to rebuild the kingdom because there's a lot of rebuilding ahead of us. Then the, the, the next prayer point in this section is that we let us come against any factors that will make us less fruitful for the kingdom. Maybe self, as Solomon alluded to, it could be hard-heartedness, case of life and deceitfulness of riches in Matthew, in Matthew 13. It could be any of those things. And then we thank God for taking away all the filthy garments so that we may be ready for the purpose of doing the work for the purpose of the kingdom. So we pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for today, Lord. Father, we come to you today with a broken spirit and a contrite heart. Your word says in Psalm 51 verse 17 that a broken spirit and a contrite heart, you will not despise, O Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for what you started this week, O Lord. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing right now, O God, and we thank you for what you're about to do, even after this prayer session has ended this week, because this is the foundation. And once we finish this, we thank you for what you're going to do going forward, O God. Father, we thank you for the continued prayer. We thank you for every session throughout the week, O God. And Father, we, we pray to you that you take away any reproach from us, O God, irrespective of the source. We pray that you free us to focus completely on you and on your kingdom, O God. Father, we pray that all we are and ever hope to be is all for you, Lord. Father, we pray, Lord, that in everything we prioritize your kingdom above all else, O God. Father, we are, we are grateful, Lord Almighty, for what Christ has accomplished, Lord. We are grateful that the accuser of the brethren will have no hold on us, Lord. And that's simply because what Christ accomplished on the cross and not for anything else. We cry out to you in repentance as it was done in the book of Jeremiah, in the book of Nehemiah, where Nehemiah noticed and he cried that he brought the people and he cried out to God for repentance of God. And people re 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 repented, they prayed, they fasted, and they got themselves ready to go ahead and do the work of God. Lord, we spent so much time this week in prayer, in fasting, and we just thank you as we go forward even at the end of this session, Lord, by, by, by the end of this prayer meeting, as we go forward, Lord Almighty, to devote, devote ourselves completely to your kingdom, understanding what it is, Lord, to build your kingdom, making your kingdom the center of our being, making your kingdom the focus of everything that we need to do, Lord. Almighty Lord, we know that we focus on your kingdom and on your righteousness, that everything shall be added unto us. But Lord, we pray that every reproach, O oh God, that may stop us from building the kingdom, we ask you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, to take this away, O oh God. Father, give us clarity to know what we need to do, Lord, to focus on the building of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. So the, the, the next part I'm going to pray, after I haven't prayed for repentance, the, ne the next part I'll be praying on is, um, it will be focused on, on, on Jeremiah, on, on Nehemiah. Sorry, I keep saying Jeremiah, on, 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 Nehem, on, on the book of Nehemiah. Uh, Pastor, Pastor Tayo mentioned yesterday, focus clearly on Jeremiah, he prayed on Nehemiah 1 and Nehemiah 2. And, and he spoke a lot about what it takes in readiness for the kingdom. But this next session I'll, I'll be talking about just by divine, 
just 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 by divine enablement is on Nehemiah three. So yesterday we, we learned about Nehemiah one and two. Today it's about Nehemiah three. This particular prayer point on what needed to be done in order for that king, kingdom to be built. The same way, the same way, I will give the prayer points and we can go to an area of prayer. However, because Nehemiah three is quite long, in the interest of time, I wouldn't bother to read. But the prayer points we allude to the sections. Just to give a, a very quick introduction, Nehemiah, Nehemiah 3 is an account of division of labor that the people of God went in in order to build the world of Jerusalem under Nehemiah's leadership. It does underline the importance of God's people working together to accomplish God's purpose. We've got willing workers, a lot of them lined up to share the vision of Nehemiah under dedicated leadership. So now following repentance as we have done, not only did the people humble themselves with prayer, prayer and fasting like we have done this way, the key thing for me in that area is that each one wanted to be the one that God used, that God will use to bring a solution to the problem at hand. So I will be focused in this section to, to pray that we pray on our individual renewed attitudes. We pray on the mindset. This, we pray, we've turned the mindset and spirit to the things of God as each one of us will go forward henceforth to take our rightful place in building of the kingdom. And you note from the book of from Nehemiah 3 that just like there was a long list of named individuals in Nehemiah 3, who had Nehemiah's vision and responded? If I just go back to Nehemiah 2.8, it says, let us arise and build. So the prayer point is that we pray that all hands will be on deck to do God's work at Katie under the leadership of Pastor Colin. That's the first one, that all hands will be on deck, every hand on deck, ready to build the kingdom. The next point I'd like to point out, uh, if, if people have time on your own, please go back to Nehemiah 3 and read. By, by all means, read 1 and 2, but go back to Nehemiah 3 and read the 32 verses in Nehemiah 3. And out of the 32, 19 of them started with the words next to or after him. So the prayer point is that, um, that we, we pray now that we shall walk side by side as a unit for the common purpose of building God's kingdom here at KT, there shall be no gap and there shall be no room for the enemy to infiltrate. We shall be next to or after each other, ready for everyone to build the kingdom at KT. Prayer point number three is that just as they consecrated the sheep gate in Nehemiah 3 verse 1, may we come to a realization that God's work is special that it's a privilege to serve God and embrace the opportunity with both hands, prioritizing God's work above all else. So the kingdom has stopped everything below. Then the final prayer point for this section is that um, just as the 10 gates, in, there are 10 gates in Nehemiah 3. I wouldn't go into them. You had the sheep gate, the fish gate, the valley gate. You have so many gates. Just like those 10 gates were assigned to each person, those who came from near, those who came from far, those were assigned to them. 
they gladly built what was assigned to them. So the prayer point here is that, may we learn to die to self in the way in our building of the kingdom. So people of God, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this time, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the privilege to build your kingdom, O oh God. Father, we thank you, Lord Almighty, for your kingdom at the heart of everything that we do, O oh God. And Father, we just pray for KTLCC as one body. Lord, we pray for this body, Lord Almighty, as one body, Lord, as a point of contact to everybody working, the body of Christ working to build your kingdom, O oh God. We pray, Almighty, as we have said in the Lord's Prayer, that your kingdom come, Lord. May your kingdom come in our lives, O oh God, and may we do our part to build your kingdom in KTLCC. Father, we pray, Lord Almighty, for your anointing on each and every one, O oh God, and we pray for your hand of everybody, Lord, to come to your realization that your kingdom is the first thing that we need to do, that we seek first your kingdom and your righteousness, and all things shall be added unto us. We know, Lord Almighty, with all that has been happening, in the world and all that is going go, coming forward. We know from your word that this shall pass, oh God. But Father, we pray at the end of this all, we know even listening to many of the pastors over this week, we, we, to the, all the prophecies, and we know that at the end of it, there'll be a great opportunity to go into harvest field, Lord Almighty, for souls to accomplish what, God, what Jesus died for on the cross. And Father, we just pray to you, Lord Almighty, mighty name of Jesus, to use each and every one of us, Lord, for us to be willing vessels, Lord, willing to build your kingdom, ready to put everything on the line, ready, Lord Almighty, to die to self, O God, ready to put all our proceeds, everything we have, Lord Almighty, for the, for the betterment of the kingdom, O God. Father, Lord, we pray all our time, O God, all our resources, O God, to be devoted first and foremost, Lord, to the building of your kingdom. Father, we pray as you bless us, Lord Almighty, it's not just about blessing, O God. Father, it's blessing for the purpose of your kingdom, O God. Father, abundance of blessings, O God, but for the purpose of your kingdom, O God. Father, bless us, O God, in a way that we move from people, Lord Almighty, who are not giving to you from what we have, from the people who are not willing to give to you, even in our tithes and offerings and our time, giving to you, from what we have. Then, oh Lord, moving next to the set of people who are willing to give to you from what you have, because it all belongs to you. Realize that everything we have belongs to you. It's not ours, oh God, it's yours. We think at the moment we are giving to God from what we have, but Lord, move us to a place where we are giving to you for what you own and you've given to us, and we are custodians, and we realize that nothing will be too great for us to give to the building of the kingdom. Father, we just thank you for everyone as they stand together, Lord, to build the kingdom, that the enemies will not be able to infiltrate, oh God. Father, people will build side by side. Some people came from far, some people came from near. Some people built in Nehemiah 3 for areas opposing, opposite them, oh God, next to their homes, but some people built from, from, some people came from afar and built, oh God. Father, people built some gates. Some people were ready to build the donkey gate, which was not glamorous, 
and some, some built all the other gates. So it doesn't matter what area, Lord Almighty, any gate that's been assigned to us, let us willingly and gladly build those gates, oh God. It's not about preference. Let us prioritize your kingdom. Let's prioritize the building above convenience and self, oh God. Father, take self out of the equation. As Solomon has been saying, let us die to self, oh God. Let us pick up our cross and let us follow you in that order, oh God. We want to be your disciples. Let us crucify ourselves. Let us pick up our cross and let us follow you. And the process, oh God, as we mentioned, using the book of Nehemiah, oh God, as the foundation scripture for this. Father, help us, oh God, to work as a unit and to be attentive, to listen to the Holy Spirit and to know what God is laying out on our senior leader, oh God. And as he's putting it forward, people come together ready to receive what God is saying to the prophets and ready to receive and carry on as they go on and build the kingdom of God. Father, we just pray. It's all about the kingdom. Father, help us as you lay out, as put ourselves forward willingly and gladly to be builders of your kingdom in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, the, the last part I would like to speak about um, is about is about prayer. It's going to be about zeal for praying. We have spent a lot, we, we spent some time uh, this week doing a lot of having a lot of prayer we, we've done we've done a lot on prayer this week we've done a lot of, of fasting but the the next part is just to encourage us to go on after this has ended to move on to an area of prayer uh the foundation scriptures for this will come from um 1 Peter 4, 4 7 is quite short. The two of them are quite short, so I'll just read them. 1 Peter 4 7. It says, The end of the world is coming. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. I'll repeat, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. The next one we all know very well, which is James 5 16, which says that um, the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. In other words, in the version I read most, uh, we, 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 we talks about the effectual and fervent prayer of a righteous person avails much. Uh, before I go to the prayer point, I would just like to, to encourage us. I would like to briefly mention some of the initiatives we've done in the downline in the area of prayer. Once I finish, I will go straight to, 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 the, to the prayer points. Um, you may have noticed earlier on that uh, Zola and even Mel spoke about certain breakthroughs that we experienced in the church. Many of these breakthrough breakthroughs happened because there was a call to prayer. There was a foundation work we did earlier on on, on, on prayer. And I'll just mention just three of the points that uh, Dr. Solomon led all of us into starting from 2018. The initiative that the downline, uh, down, his downline did in the area of prayer and all glory to God about those breakthroughs. The first one, in June 2018, uh, we had a downline prayer session where many cell members, especially those who needed to most improve on their prayer lives, they were gathered together by their respective cell leaders. And we went through the principles of prayer. We learned how to pray. And um, the people actually got paired up to pray in small groups for a period of 21 days. 
So not only did we go to, to scripture to read about prayer, let's try to of prayer. This book actually came together. And we found that, that many of us today have improved a lot in, in our prayer lives. So, th so that's, that's, that's one of the things we did. Then next one, in June and July 2019, Dr. Solomon shared with the men how God laid on his heart that we needed to come together to seek God, to seek the face of God, especially for, for Katie and for the downline and for our individual lives. So what did we do? We embarked on a 40-day fast. So it was a 21 days liquid fast, followed by a 19-day, well, standard fast from midnight to 6 p.m. Every day, we prayed over midnight, paired up, meeting where possible in small groups, where people could go to each other's homes and meet, or where not possible, people prayed over the phone every day, every night. We prayed over midnight for at least one hour. There were times we were praying. One hour soon became two hours. I thought we were tired, but there were times we prayed for over two hours, maybe from, from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. or 11.30. We prayed, every, we prayed every night for that period. Uh, I'll just share, uh, and also fi finally, we met every Friday, every Friday night, we met in person, everyone came together in Lusham, from all over London, wherever we were, we met to pray fervently to see God's praise every Friday over the 40 days of prayer. And I'll just quickly mention the themes we prayed about. We prayed for the church leadership on three levels. We prayed in person for Pastor Colin, Pastor Amanda, all KT pastors and the KT board. Next level, we prayed for all LCC pastors and leaders, by, uh, and leaders every night for 40 days. And then we prayed for our generation leader himself, which was Solomon. The next one, we prayed for the church. We prayed for vertical and horizontal growth, just like in the book of Acts. We pray for the boldness to witness, to know that the Great Commission is not an option to be considered, it's a command to be obeyed. So we went ahead and prayed so much that just like in, the, in Matthew 28, Mark 16, and even Luke 24, the Synoptic Gospels, at the end, it spoke about the Great Commission, and that is what we focused on for 40 days. Also, we prayed for the downline, and we prayed for all, all our cell groups. Then finally, we prayed for our individual needs, our personal needs, financial breakthrough. You've heard about that. We prayed about marriages. Mel mentioned about that. We prayed about housing. We prayed about jobs. We just prayed a lot of, a lot of breakthrough. Then, uh, then finally, we, we do a monthly prayer meeting. We, we, we started in 2019 physically meeting every Friday night of each month. And during the lockdown, that transformed into a prayer by Zoom. So during lockdown until now, we had roughly about 70 men or more seeking God on a Friday night for hours on prayer. We would actually have had one yesterday, but because of the church activity, so the next one is going to be like February 5, and we had a powerful time. The men instead logged on to prayer yesterday, and it was a wonderful night of prayer, just like for the rest of the week. So the men learned the principles of prayer. They learned how to pray, how to trust God for answered prayers. Many of the men in the land, downline learned the opportunity to lead prayers. They spent, of course, they spent more time in the word. And then in preparation, they had to spend more time with the, with the cell leaders so that we, we trusted God and we did receive a lot of breakthrough. So moving very quickly to the prayer points. 
please note this prayer point. We pray that people will continue with the zeal for prayer on the back of this week. That we'll seek God with all our hearts and we shall be, we shall be effectual and fervent in our prayer work. I'll refer quickly to Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29, 11, which we're all familiar with. He says that, um, I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. He says, plans to bless you, I'm paraphrasing, plans to bless you and to bring you to an expected end. However, that is the blueprint. That is the plan. So how do we make this plan come to fruition? The answer is in the next verse, which is my focus here. I'm, I'm, I'm focused now on Jeremiah 29, 11. We know the plan. On Jeremiah 29, 12. It says that, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So the prayer point for this section is that God will give us the grace to seek him with all our heart. So he will hear us and all our plans shall come to fruition. And the last part of this prayer point, I'll just take quickly from, from the last book, from the last chapter in the book of Luke, which is Luke 25. So it's Luke 25, verse, verse 45. When Jesus was walking with those two guys, it was Cleopas and the other guy was not named, was walking with them on the road to Amos. And when he got to a point, he said, and he opened the understanding so they may understand the scriptures. So Jesus explained these things to them and they got it. So the prayer point here is that as we pray to God, that God will give us the zeal and the Holy Spirit will help us as Jesus walked with those guys, they understood the scriptures. In our work, the Holy Spirit will give us an enablement to understand the scriptures and give us a zeal for prayer. Powerfully, we continue to pray. And when we finish praying, that will be the, the foundation to go out and then accomplish what needs to be accomplished. Not to pray and sit down, but to pray to empower us to do something great. Okay, I'll just spend one minute on the, on the, on the prayer and then I'll close, uh, realizing that time is of the essence. So Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord Almighty, for your word, O oh God. I thank you for your promises, O oh God. I thank you, Lord Almighty, that you give us the zeal to pray, O oh God, to seek your face, to seek your face powerfully, O oh God. Father, to pray, Lord, we know your plans, O oh God, but we come to a place of prayer, O oh God. We pray your people, Lord Almighty, will pray to you. They will seek you. You say, call on me and I will answer you. I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Father, we just call on you, O oh God, and you answer us by fire, O oh God, to show us great and mighty things that we do not know, O oh God. Father, for all our prayers, O oh God, to be about your kingdom, O oh God. We understand the need for personal needs, but our focus will be on the kingdom so that those first personal needs, they shall be added to us anyway. Father, we thank you for this week. We thank you for this program, O oh God. We thank you for the opportunity to seek you, O oh God, to go forward, Lord Almighty, that as we pray to you, O oh God, you answer us and you give us a zeal to know your word, to pray more, and to prioritize your kingdom, Lord, your kingdom above everything else. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you very much. I will hand over to Jamie. Thank you very much, Philip. Um, I'm Jamie Genge, and I'm in mid-A cell, which is obviously in Dr. Solomon's downline. I'll be praying about two different points today. The first I'll be praying about is that the um, spiritual awakening that COVID-19 has initiated will not fizzle out. And the second one is that the impact of Katie Without Walls Ministry and the global outreach will continue to be influential 
across the world as per the KC mission of London and of the world, the world of Christ. Father God, we worship you, we exalt you, and we are grateful for your mercy and grace, especially over this last year. Uh, and we all know that COVID-19 has touched many lives, has taken many people worldwide, and it's restricted us from spending time with our family, our friends, our loved ones. At times, it's kept us from the physical church as well. And thanks God for Zoom. It's, um, don't know what we'd be doing now without Zoom in, with our church and outside of that. Um, however, it's also put millions of people's focus back on God, and it's reminded us that it's God himself who um, gives to all mankind life and breath, which is from Acts. Many people around the world have uh, reached out to God for protection, for comfort, and to make spiritually positive changes to their lives. In other words, it's to, to know Christ and to become Christians. And we've seen this at KT, and the online attendance, as we're aware, is significantly increased. And our cell groups have seen increased engagement, and may there may be many more. May there be much more fruit to come. I I know personally that I've started attending Sunday evening prayer calls just at the start of the first lockdown, uh, with my wider cell. And um, to be honest, and it's Dr. Solomon touched on this earlier. From a flesh perspective, I could probably think of things at the time that I would have rather been doing. And to be honest, now I look forward to every week meeting up with our with my um, fellow cell members intercessing with each other. And there's so many testimonies that are coming out of those prayer calls and other cell activities. Uh, so um, we know that God gives us the strength to face challenges. As Paul puts it in 2 Corinthians 5, uh, 5 and 6, now he who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who also has given us the spirit as a guarantee. And John 3, verse 8, makes it clear that God wants us to be born of the spirit. We are born to, we are born to be awakened spiritually. And so many people during this pandemic have come to know God. Our eyes have never been more open to the mercy, peace and love that God gives to us. So for the prayer points, Father God, may those who are spiritually woken keep their faith when you deliver us from this pandemic. Let all who keep our eyes on you, God, at all times and not neglect you when you have delivered us through your mercy and grace. May the foundations we have made during the pandemic be foundations of rock rather than foundations of sand. And may they endure eternally. And may those who have not yet found you, Christ, find you yet. Father God, may you bless us all. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. And the second point that I'm going to talk about is the, um, that the impact of KT within Wolves ministry and the global outreach will continue to be influential across the world, as per the KT mission of London and the world for Christ. And we know that we uh, love our physical home, Kensington Temple. We all miss it and we want to be back there on a regular basis. But we also know that our spiritual relationship is not confined to those bricks and those, that mortar. The last week of prayers confirms that we're in your church, we are your church, and that the global reach is there. Before COVID-19, the presence of the Holy Spirit stirred up by Katie was already reaching beyond the Kensington base. This truth is exemplified by the testimonies that are poured in from all around the world and the Katie missions that have happened in the past across the globe. And there's so many testimonies of people giving their life to Christ 
um, and all the good work that's been done, God working through KT to bring those people to Christ. Uh, since COVID, the physical distance between us has never been greater, yet we still called to our spiritual path and our activity with God has continued to blossom. We know the church door is not the door to heaven. It's rather the spirit-filled life in the path of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Saviour, that is our passport to heaven. Father God, we pray that the outreach of Kensington Temple continues to grow within its home and further afield. We pray that you continue to work through the church to reach more people and bring them to you. We pray that the Holy Spirit will reach more people through the network and beyond. And we pray in the near future that physical missions will once again be enabled and that we can document and see for ourselves the testimonies of your work for us. Father God, we pray for your protection as we worship in new environments. And we pray for opportunities for us to spread your living word. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. And I'm now going to hand over to Mide, who will continue the prayers. Thanks very much, Jamie. So I'm going to talk about proximity and the importance of being aligned and staying close to your leaders. So the first thing is proximity is spiritual and physical, and it's a biblical principle. It is key to receiving the spirit and, and thriving spiritually. The anointing um, that our leaders have doesn't transfer if there is no proximity, or it's very difficult to transfer if there is no proximity. And as I said, it's a biblical principle. There are several examples in the Bible um, where you can see the proximity between leaders and, and their followers. Uh, one particularly powerful example is between Elijah and Elisha. Uh, in 2 Kings uh, chapter 2, when Elijah ascended into heaven, uh, you may remember uh, Elisha pushed to, to follow Elijah to Bethel and then to Jericho and I, I think to, to, to Jordan. Um, and you may also remember that um, the prayer that uh, uh, Elisha, or, or what, what Elisha wanted was a double portion of Elijah's anointing. Um, and indeed, uh, if you count the, the, the miracles um, that Elisha did, 16 versus Elisha's, which was 32, he got exactly that. The point is, Elisha's proximity to Elijah was absolutely critical and was, was imperative you know, for that anointing to transfer. Uh, and his fervency in, 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 in being close to, to, to Elijah and following him is, what, is, is how that resulted. However, we, you, you do need to um, acknowledge and accept the spiritual authority that our leaders have, right? So there's no point in having that proximity if you don't acknowledge the purpose of it. Um, and acknowledging and accepting our spiritual leaders' authority is key. Um, there are a couple of verses that I'll call out, but I won't go into, into detail for the sake of time. So 1 Samuel uh, chapter 8, verse 7, and Luke chapter 10, verse 16. These two talk about uh, this and, and the connection um, to obedience to God. So we need to think about our physical and spiritual proximity to our leaders. Um, you know, where, where are we? Um, uh, you know, are we here and are, are they there? Um, what's the level of interaction with them? Uh, again, look at Jesus and his disciples. I mean, um, the, the, the perfect example of discipleship on which we build our salvation is on the um, relationship between Jesus and, and, and his disciples. And if you look at um, the ones who are especially close to him, 
Peter, James, and John. Um, you know that if, if you look at um, that, there are several parts in in the in the gospel where you see those three uh, particularly mentioned uh, with close interaction um, with Jesus, and they were the only ones who were present uh, at the transfiguration, and also present uh, with Jesus at, at Gethsemane. So again, you know the power of proximity. So we need to examine ourselves to assess where we are um, in relation to to our leaders, but also the wider body of Christ. Um, you know, uh, what I mean by that, I mean the church. Um, and there have been a number of points around COVID and, you know, being away. So um, it, it's, it's more difficult uh, and we may sometimes get complacent that because we are not in physical church and because we're not allowed to, um, you know, visit people, um, that proximity may wane or that proximity may not be there. So we should assess ourselves in terms of where we are who are the people that uh, are taking up most of our time? And are they the right people? And also acknowledging that building that proximity sometimes is uncomfortable, right? Um, we will be led often naturally by the flesh and we have to ch- acknowledge and challenge that. So it's a battle with the flesh to get out of our comfort zone and build that proximity, which often means, uh, you know, uh, prioritizing um, that that relationship with your leader and with the body of Christ. So we need to be intentional about it. We need to be consistent so that it's not a you know a, a peak and a trough. Um, but also we need to uh, be intense in terms of um, what we're getting out of the proximity and the relationship. Uh, it needs to be for the right reasons. It needs to be to develop spiritually and of course to receive that anointing or to transfer that anointing. So my, my two um, prayer points are um, for, for us to uh, understand um, the power of proximity and the purpose of it uh, and make sure we don't get complacent um, in building that proximity during lockdown and distance ourselves um, and also to um, remove the distractions that will help us to, 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 to focus on building those relationships. So Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you, Father Lord, that we are still here and able to worship and interact regardless of the fact that we may not be able to meet person to person. We pray, Father Lord, that you help us, Lord, to understand and acknowledge the purpose of the cell mission. Acknowledge the purpose of our leaders in our lives, our spiritual leaders in our lives, Father Lord. Acknowledge the relationship and and its importance, Father Lord, for us to transfer the anointing and receive the anointing, for us to grow, Father Lord, and to thrive spiritually. Help us, Father Lord, to submit, Father Lord. Help us, Father Lord, to prioritize building those relationships and to, to be aware, Lord, that the devil is going to do what he can and use COVID and, and, and other things as excuses to prevent us from doing that. So, Lord, let us be conscious. Let us be aware. Let us deliberately and intentionally, Father Lord, seek to strengthen those relationships seek to grow our proximities both spiritually and physically father lord with our leaders and with the body of christ heavenly father lord we pray lord that as cell brothers and sisters together we look out for each other we pray father lord that we are united father lord in our vision lord help us to draw closer help us to seek you to make this possible father lord for lord if we leave it to our flesh father lord we will do other things so we ask father lord that you step in father lord and give us that authority father lord to walk in that way father lord and draw closer to you through our leaders in jesus name i pray the second um, point is also around uh, when when we go back to normal. Um, 
again talking about the flesh if we look at the um when we when we left the first lockdown uh, and started going back to church um some people may have found it difficult to actually go back to church some people may have found it difficult to um build those relationships so we need to make sure that um we don't get complacent and um we we seek the spirit uh, and not be left to our devices and make sure we 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 continue to build those relationships and spend more time not just with our leaders but also um, with the body of Christ. So I pray that there is an outpouring of God's people back into the church post lockdown. I pray that there'll be a proliferation of the anointing throughout the church, Father Lord, from our leaders through to us, Father Lord, and from us through to others, Heavenly Father Lord. I pray, Lord, that we will build more leaders with a passion and desire for God and nurturing the body of Christ. I pray, Father Lord, that as we come out of lockdown, we will be strengthened by the power of the Holy Spirit as we acknowledge the importance of this proximity, Father Lord, and work on it intentionally and build it, Father Lord. So, Lord, we break down the walls, Father Lord. We break down the barriers, Father Lord, that will hinder us from doing this, Father Lord, proactively, Father Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you and we pray, Lord, that we will continue to draw closer to you during the pandemic and post, Father Lord, and we will see a proliferation of the anointing and blessing in our church, in Katy, and in the wider, wider um, uh, ministry, Father Lord. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. So I'm going to pass over to... Uh, I'm supposed to know who I'm passing Thank over. you, Midday. Okay, thanks. Thank you. So my name is Emmanuel, and I'm going to be praying for free. Um, prayer points. So the first one is recognition that the world is dying and it's being lost. And I've got two scriptures that I want us to pray through. The first one is Matthew 5, 14 and 16. And it says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. 16. So let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. And the second scripture is Matthew 9, verse 38. And it reads, Therefore, pray that the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So I want us to pray that we will be able to recognize the main issue, which is that the world is being lost and that God will prepare us and prepare more laborers for the kingdom. Now, there's a question I want to ask you in respect to the kingdom are you a laborer or are you a visitor and i think that question requires us to think deeply about our position with god now is the time 2021 that we can really change our mindset renew our mind if we're just visitors let us change our mind that we'll be laborers because the bible says that god wants laborers to to be able to put it put the hand on the plow and make a harvest for him so let us pray that still that we will continue to be laborers and, and there'll be more laborers to join us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we bless you. Now is the time that we just want to recognize where we are in respect to you, Lord God. Father, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that we know that the harvest is plentiful, Lord God. But Father, we know that there's still more laborers to be, to be, to be had. So Father, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you prepare us, Lord God, that we'll continue to labor for your kingdom, Lord God, that we'll continue to do the work that's necessary to build up your kingdom in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I pray that we'll continue to be light of the world and salt 
of the earth, Lord God. Father, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God, that we continue to travail in your kingship, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray that 2021 shall be a year where we see our families being saved in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God. And we pray that our friends and our colleagues, Lord God, the people that we've been praying over, Lord God, in our prayer of free, that they will come to the saving knowledge of your kingship, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, Lord, your word says that who the Son that sets free is free indeed. So, Father, we pray, Lord God, for any devices that's preventing them from reaching out, Lord God, and to be able to connect to your kingship. Father, we pray that they're broken down in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God. Father, Lord, we pray, Lord God, that you'll be able to transform us, Lord God, that we'll be just game changers, Lord God, that we'll be changing the scene wherever we're at, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus, that we'll see an abundance of people being saved this year, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. We know with the constraints of the restrictions, Lord God, is making it difficult, but Father, we'll be able to press through and travail in this moment, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. The people that we're praying over, Lord God, let them come to a saving knowledge. Let them be discipled in the church, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, Lord, we pray for the lost, Lord God, the lost that have been wandering around. Father, we pray now is the time, this year, that they shall be redeemed right now in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God. Father, we pray for every single one of our family members, Lord God, that's not saved. Father, we pray, Lord God, that they will be able to recognize who they are in Christ, Lord Jesus. And Father, that their spirits, man and woman, shall be awakened in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, just a touch from you, Lord God, Father, is necessary to change them, Lord God, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. So, Father, Lord, I pray that we continue to be laborers, Lord God, that we continue to do what we have to do. We continue to spread your word, Lord God. We continue to be a chain. And we continue to be a link within the chain, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, Lord, I thank you and I bless you, Lord God. We'll be able to, to be light of the world, Lord God, and salt, that we shall not lose our saltiness, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And our light shall not be hidden underneath a beacon, Lord God, that we shall be able to illuminate your glory and your and your grace, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So my second prayer point is to pray that we will take personal responsibilities as we build the kingdom of God. So the scriptural reference that I have is James 2, 14, 17 to 18. Now 14 reads, What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith, but does not have works. Can faith save him? 17. Thus, also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But if someone says, you have faith and I have work, show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. So I just want us to be able to press in in this prayer point. I think sometimes we can be lazy with, um, we're building a kingdom where we're focused on other matters. But I want us to pray that we'll take personal responsibilities and we're building the kingdom of God. That we will not just say that we're Christians, but we'll be, our actions will be able to align with our faith. That we'll not just be, just, just be faithful, but we'll also produce works with it as well. And we'll be doers of the word, not just hearers. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you and I bless you. Now is the time, Lord God, that we just want to make a change, make a change of attitude, mindsets, and anything else that's preventing us from accessing more of your kingship, Lord God. Father, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus that we'll not just be, we'll not just have faith, but Father, we'll be able to have faith, we'll be able to have works with our faith, Lord God. Father, let us be able to practically 
act this out, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God. Let us not be fearful, Lord God, because your word says, you do not give us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Let us be able to move, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus, and be able to do the practical things that's necessary, Lord God, to be able to build your kingship, Lord God. Father, I pray, Lord God, and I pray that we will continue to be doers, Lord God, not just forgetting what we've heard. Now is the time that we, guys, we pray, we re-energize ourselves, we use the time to um, reflect, but Father, we'll be able to just think about the things that we can do for your kingship, in your kingship in 2021, Lord God. Father, I pray that this year is a year where we get to build the temple of God in a meaningful and, and, and impactful way, Lord God. That, Father, that people around us, Lord God, will be, will, be, will be testifying to the goodness that you're using us to do, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And they will, in turn, come to the saving knowledge of your glory. So, Father, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God, that we'll be doers of your word doing it on a daily basis, Lord God, not just saying it, practical steps in each and every one of our, in each and every one of our lives, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus, that people shall be able to testify, Lord God. We thank you and we bless you, Lord God, in Jesus' mighty name we speak this prayer. Amen. So my final point, final prayer point, is really about building um, God's house. So my scriptural reference is Haggai chapter 1, verses 3 to eight and it reads then the lord then the word of of god came by haggai the prophet saying is it time for you yourself to dwell in your panel houses and this temple lay in ruins now therefore thus says the lord of hosts consider your ways you have sown much and bringing little you eat but you do not have enough you drink well, you're not filled with drink. You clothe yourself, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages, earns wages to put into a bag with holes. Thus says the Lord, consider your ways. Now, I want us to pray that our focus will be really on building the kingdom. That's, because Haggai is um, pointing out here, it's not that they weren't building anything. They were, but they were just focusing on building their own houses and the excuse that they gave them time was, it's not time yet. Well, when is it time to build a kingdom? Well, the word says it's now. So now is the time that we should refocus ourselves to building a kingdom, not just focusing on our own empires, like building up just our families, our careers, our houses, our education, our money, and so on, our finances. But we would focus on really building on the kingdom because in Matthew, 6 33 he says that all those things will be added up onto us anyway so if we focus on building on building in his kingdom and working through with his righteousness everything else will be added so i just want to just to pray for that point father in the mighty name of jesus father we pray Lord God, like going forward, that we'll be more focused in building your kingdom Father, we pray against any distractions that may come upon us Lord god father we pray against that anything that may uh, prevent us from putting our hands in the plow and doing the necessary thing that you've called us to do, Lord God. Father, Lord, I pray against any devices of the enemy that's trying to trap us or ensnare us, Lord God. We pray against any sort of fear or distraction or depression, Lord God. Father, we pray against it. But Father, we pray that you will use us in a mighty and meaningful way, Lord God, to be able to cause a change within our environment in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God. Father, we know that you prepared us to do greater mighty things. Your word says that even Jesus said, greater works than these shall we do. 
So Father, Lord, we hold on to that promise and we trust that we shall do more works than even what Jesus did. So Father, we pray in Jesus' name, Lord God, that you give us a greater portion of your spirit, Lord God, a greater portion of your sensitivity to the spirit, that we'll be able to go by your leading, Lord God. Father, lead us in a way that we'll be able to, to, to make the necessary changes, to build, Lord God. Let us build, let us build your kingdom in the mighty name of Jesus. Now is the time that we just reflect and we consider our ways, just like you said to the people in Haggai, using, um, um, for them to consider, we reflect and we consider our ways. Father, we just want to just make that change right now. If we haven't been doing so, let us make the change right now. We consecrate ourselves um, to the word of God and to, and to God's presence. And we'll continue like this year to be a year where we really see a tangible change within our lifestyle, within our character, within our attitude, within our beliefs, and most of all, also within the way we practically work out our salvation, Lord God. That Father, that we work it out with fear and trembling, that we know that this is a serious matter and we'll continue to travail, Lord God, that we shall bring more people into the kingdom, Lord God, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' mighty name, I speak this praise. Amen. So I'm just going to pass it on to Michael. Thank you very much for listening to me. Michael, you need to unmute, please. Hello, can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, thank you. Sorry about that. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, great to see the church united in prayer. God bless you for joining us. Uh, the topic I'll be covering is the area of false prophets and false me messiahs. Um, it's a bit of a controversial one, but it's not. It's something that uh, we have to address. Um, these false prophets and false messiahs, uh, there are all sorts of names for them. I mean, the Bible calls them liars. Uh, they're called pretenders, deceivers. And I mean, they're called impostors who profess to uh, be inspired or, or lawful teachers of the gospel who claim to possess a new revelation or something uh, additional or, su or supplementary to the gospel. Uh, and they're actually leading the saints into false doctrine. Uh, it's a topic that's significant to the church because in normal times, uh, these deceivers are, are moderately active. Uh, but in these trying times where some people are struggling, there's fear and people are anxious, uh, particularly with the uncertainties around at the moment. Uh, this has led to a surge in online Google searches for prayer and people are increasingly turning to God uh, since um, COVID-19 started, which has cre created a window of opportunity for these false prophets to really step up their game and going to the next level in propagating and promoting their deceptions and falsehoods. So the challenge for us uh, is some of their activities is making its way into the church. Uh, there's a spirit of deception creeping into the body of Christ uh, that we need to fight against and root out uh, of our churches. So to that background, uh, we'll be praying against these false prophets and false messiahs whose only goal is to deceive the church and um, also uh, take advantage of those who are vulnerable or who might not necessarily, uh, uh, they might not even be Christians, maybe they're just uh, looking for where to turn at this moment. So I'm just gonna um, reference a few, because of time, I can't go into this as much as I would have liked to, but I'll certainly um, highlight a few verses uh, from the Bible, and then we'll go straight to our prayer points. I'm going to go to uh, Revelations 13, and I'll also be reading from extracts, some extracts from Revelations um, uh, 19 as well. So Revelations 13, verse 1 reads, Then I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, 
having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads a blasphemous name. Uh, before I go on, I think I, I felt it would be helpful to highlight that the beast uh, being referred to here is what is popularly known as the Antichrist. Uh, and 1 John 2 verse 22 describes the Antichrist as a liar who denies that Jesus is the Christ. This is the words of the Bible, not my words. So 1 John verse 22, 1 John 2 verse 22 uh, describes, um, says, who is a liar? He who denies that Jesus is the Christ. So I'll continue reading from verse, so Revelations uh, 13 verse 6. Then he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name, his temple, and those who dwell in heaven. It was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. All who dwell on earth will worship him, whose names have not been written in the book of life of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth. This is verse 11. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and spoke like a dragon. Verse 13. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the beast. So Revelations 19 highlights to us what God wants to do about all this. So the stuff that I read about in Revelations 13, Revelations 19 uh, tells what, you know, sort of answers back and how this is going to be dealt with. So Revelations 19, verse 11. Now I saw heaven opened and behold a white horse and he who sat on him was called faithful and true and in righteousness he judges and, make, and makes war. Verse 12, his eyes were like a flame of fire and his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. Verse 13, he was clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name was called the word of God. Verse 19, and I saw the beast, the kings of the earth and the armies gathered together to, wake, to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his army. Verse 20, then the beast was captured and with him the false prophet who worked signs in his presence. So verse, so Revelations 19 verse 20 says that the beast was captured and with him the false prophet who worked signs in his presence. So to that background, for our first prayer line, our first prayer point, we're going to be praying against the spirit of deception that is creeping into the body of Christ, which we need to fight against. So for that reason, let's pray that the church will not be deceived or sidetracked by involved news and agendas driven by contemporary culture. So we're praying um, that any new doctrine, any uh, people uh, rising up with some new or dossier the Lord and all this kind of stuff. We're praying that the only thing that we're going to be, we're Christians, you know, grounded and rooted in Christ, we'll be focused only on Christ and nothing else. And, and so basically, let's pray uh, that the church will not be going out looking for something new, something fresh, something that's going to just, you know, sounds interesting and attracts the people. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the precious name of Jesus, oh Lord God, our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be able to stand and gather and to intercede in this area of these false prophets. Uh, 
prophets and these false messiahs, these people just uh, they look for an opportunity to look for witnesses to to be able to target um, uh, the opportunities to look for opportunities to target uh, uh, vulnerable people and they look for opportunities to to um, uh, invoke and to introduce Use their own secret agendas. So we come against them today, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, because your word reminds us that the kingdom suffers violence and the violence have to take it by force. So in the mighty name of Jesus, we come and we're gathered today, Father, and we're interceding, Father, and we're violently taking everything that is trying to attack the, the kingdom. We're taking it back by force in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, upon this rock, Father, you will build your church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against us in the mighty name of Jesus. So we come to you today, Father, and we pray, Father, that the name above every name, the name, Father, where demons, demons tremble at the sound, at the sound of your presence, Father. We pray, Father, that, Lord, as these deceivers rear their ugly heads, Father, we come against them in the mighty name of Jesus. We come against their lies. We come against everything that they're trying to do. We come against all their deceptions. We come against everything that they're trying to invoke, everything that they're trying to induce. We shut down their operations. We frustrate their plans. We neutralize their power and influence. And we bring their manipulating tactics to nothing right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for hearing us, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, because we know that you're for us and you've not left us you're not forsaking us jesus we give you all the glory hallelujah thank you jesus in jesus mighty name i pray amen uh, for our second uh, prayer point uh, because of time i'm just going to move uh, swiftly on um we're going to be uh praying um for the words um the church uh basically the the church uh, we want the church to be focused on the word only as its primary source from which to understand what is happening around us instead of the news, the internet, the conspiracy theories, the conflicting voices around us. So our second point, prayer point is basically that we'll be focused on the word, the Bible and everything that it says, nothing else added, nothing removed, nothing sort of, uh, you know, sweet sugar coated so that we make it a bit more presentable as the bible says it you know that's the way it should be and nothing else you know the bible does say um psalm 19 105 the word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path and it also says uh, in psalm 119 uh, 133 direct my steps by your word and let not let no iniquity have dominion over me over me so we're just going to pray um that um we're going to be uh, focused on the word only uh, and also Matthew 24, uh, 23 to 27 has something to say about this and it says Matthew 24, 23 to 27, then if anyone, if anyone says to you, so again we're still focusing on the word here, so Matthew 24 verse 23 to 27, then if anyone says to you, look here is the Christ or there, do not believe it, for false Christ and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. Therefore, if they say to you, look, he is in the desert, do not go out or look, he is in the inner room. Do not believe it, for as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. So for the next uh, few minutes, uh, let's just pray that the church will focus on the word that's its primary source 
from which to understand what is happening around us and nothing else, nothing added, you know, the internet, nothing of this business of going onto YouTube and all this, you know, lots of this crazy stuff that goes on. You focus on the word only and we won't be distracted by the conspiracy theories, the uh, conflicting voices around us. We'll be fo uh, fully focused on the word only. So Father, in the name of Jesus, in the precious name of Jesus, we're just praying right now, Father, that your word and your word alone will be what we stand on. We pray that the church will reach for the truth of the Bible. We pray that the church will spend, that the church, your saints, will spend time in the scriptures. We will build and strengthen our faith in your word. And we come against all these deceivers who are trying to um, manipulate and try to inject and try to, uh, uh, who, who are even rejecting what it is you've put in the Bible. And they're trying to introduce their own false uh, uh, and promote their own deceptions and their fallacies and their falsehoods. We come against them right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And we pray, Jesus, that your people who are called by your name, they will seek your face. They will draw close to you. They'll stand on the word only. We won't trust in the news. We we want trust in the in the stories in the internet. We want trust in the cons conspiracy theories. We want trust in the conflicting uh, voices going on around us because your word reminds us that some trust in chariots and some trust in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord. So we come against the deceivers and their words and their enticing speeches. Their enticing speeches. We pray, Father, that we, the, the, the word from the Bible only will draw your people to you, Lord, and you will get the glory. We come against anything that is not of you, Father. We come against all the elaborate schemes, all the deceivers' elaborate schemes, their hidden agendas, and their convincing trickeries and their mischievous ways in the mighty name of Jesus. We come against every um, orchestrated testimonies and the dramatic and, and false witnesses uh, that they use to buttress the argument and promote. promote their staged uh, uh, demonstrations of the power of their false gods, Father. We come against all the persuasive and the enticing uh, ways and the ways that they go after the vulnerable and those who are weak and those who are struggling right now, Father. We pray, Father, that you and you alone will get the glory in this situation. So we just commit this situation into your hand, Father, and we're just going to continue to reach to you and trust you in this situation. Thank you, Father, because we know that you hear us. We know that you're for us and you and you alone are going to get the victory in this situation. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. Have your way, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for taking part. Now I'm going to hand over to Chinedu, who will be leading us in prayer in the area of focusing on the overriding objective, the kingdom of God. Chinedu, over to you. Thank you, yes. Michael. Thank you. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, so um, I'll be focusing on um, aligning with the kingdom. So uh, I am going to roll up a lot of what I, I plan to, to pray into for the sake of time. So the first part uh, is going to be covered uh, by a, a few scriptures in Matthew. So uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 10, which is part of the Lord's Prayer, where it says, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, it's, a, it's a prayer line that all of us are familiar with, but do we really know what the kingdom looks like or how it's supposed to look like? Now, in the book of Matthew, um, you've got chapter 13, verse 1, chapter 22, verse 2, chapter 24, verse 1, chapter 25, verse 1, and covered in other Gospels as well, where with, a, with some of the parables, Jesus starts with the kingdom of heaven is like, dot, dot, dot. You, you, and, and you can 
take your pick from the seed sower, the 10 virgins, the talents, the wedding banquet, the fig tree, and so on and so forth. And if we drill down, read closely into what Jesus is saying there, when he said the kingdom of heaven is like this parable, this is his expectation of what the kingdom is like. When he said the kingdom of heaven is like the seed sower, and it's like, and, and, and the different soils associated with that. What he's saying is that this is expectation of what the kingdom is like. With the 10 virgins, kingdom is like he expects us to have oil in our lamps with talents. He gives us talents and he expects a return on, on, on investment. With the fig tree, he expects fruits. If the fig tree is, has leaves, it means it's in season and fruit is expected. So what I want us to pray into here is that we will, we will rid ourselves of our false assumptions of what the kingdom of heaven is like. We will rid ourselves of, of you know, um, our defaults, uh, preferences, traditions, attitudes, um, our own perspectives of what the kingdom of heaven is like, and we will align with what Jesus the kingdom of heaven is like these are written in red in the bible so it's him saying this verbatim also i'd like to pray that we'll build cross connects between what the word says and believe that this is what he expects we also pay attention to the lord's expectations from us for his kingdom and also the consequences thereof for not adhering to those expectations uh, also want to cover some of our fleshy responses and also for us to repent of passivity, which is exemplified by inactivity on our part. Um, so if we could just pray into somebody's points and I'll, and I'll introduce other prayer points in as well, just for a few minutes. In the name of Jesus Christ, Father God, we thank you. We thank you for your words and we thank you for your parables, Lord. Lord, we thank you that, that you've made and explained the kingdom of heaven in clarity with these parables. Lord, you've clearly outlined what your expectations are and also um, what the consequences are for not adhering to it. But we come before you and we repent. We repent, Lord, of our hardwired defaults uh, with regards to, to, um, to what your word says. Lord, even that we've read some of these passages time and time again, years and we may not have clocked what exactly you require of us lord oh god we just we just uh, come against our flesh we come against a spirit of religion where, where where your kingdom is concerned lord we know that everyone everyone who's according to your kingdom has a part to play lord may we play that part with the the best of the ability that you've given us as per the parable of, of, of the talents, Lord. Lord, let us bring a return on the investment of what you've of, of, of what talents you've given to us, Lord. Let us not let us not be said of us that we were fearful or that we hid or that we played it safe. Father God, we repent for approaching your holy kingdom in our own strength. As 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 it's mentioned in, in the parable of the wedding banquet, where a, a guest turned up. In, in clothing inappropriate for the occasion. Lord, we just we just repent for the times where where we've stepped out and said, oh, we've got this in our own strength, Lord. Lord, may, uh, everything that we do comes from you. Everything we do comes from you, Lord. And to you be all the glory and all the honour, Lord. Lord, may we incline our ear 
diligently to what your word says. May we incline our ear diligently to what the Holy Spirit says and how he directs us in what we need to do in order to, to, to bring your kingdom come. But oh God, may, 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 we, may we pay attention to what pleases and displeases you regards to your kingdom, Lord. And may we align ourselves in spirit and in truth from what the word says, Lord. Lord, you would give you all the glory with this, Lord. And Lord, may we commit, commit fully. May we commit fully. I know our flesh will get in the way, but Lord, let us be the place where we crucify our flesh daily. Why? So that we can, we, we can, we, we can bring your kingdom come in spirit and in truth. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So the second part I want to cover is uh, it's taken from Matthew chapter 11, verse 15. So, and, and, and also this is also covered in Matthew 13, verse 9, and, and uh, a few times in Revelation chapter 2 and 3. So when Jesus concludes a lot of these um, parables, he often ends with the line, whoever has ears, let them hear. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Lord, let our prayer be that your opinions and truths, Lord, move from head knowledge and into the deepest recesses of our hearts. Lord, let us dwell upon, meditate, ruminate. Let us, let us glean and drill down in your words day and night, Lord. For your word says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7, in all you're getting, let us get understanding. So, Lord, let us, let us really do business with, with, with your word. Let us do business with your kingdom, Lord. Lord, it, um, Psalm, Psalm 62, verse 11 says, once you have spoken, twice we have heard. Lord, let us, let us not dilly or dally, Lord, when, when you speak something regarding your kingdom. Let us hear, incline our ear, clearly, diligently, to, to, to fully understand and grasp all that you're saying to us. Lord, let us be, let, let us be quick to obey to, when you flag anything in our hearts, when you flag anything concerning our flesh that is not congruent with your kingdom, that is, that is not congruent with, 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 with uh, bringing your kingdom come, Lord. Father God, we pray that, that we will prioritize your, 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 your opinions and your ways regarding your kingdom. May we be completely completely emptied of self, Lord, because self cannot take the glory here. It cannot take the glory. Lord, to you, we give you all the glory and all the praise, Lord. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. One last point I want to pray into before I hand over to, to, to the next um, person is uh, taken from Isaiah chapter 32, verses 1 to 6. So this, this will highlight the reason why uh, the Lord has set a high bar with regards to his requirements for his kingdom. But I'll, I'll read from that. So it says, see, a king will reign in righteousness and rulers will rule with justice. Each one will be like a shelter from the winds and a refuge from the storm. Like streams of water in the deserts, and the shadow of a great rock in a thirsty land. Then the eyes of those who see will no longer be closed, and the ears of those who hear will listen. The fearful heart will know and understand, and the stammering tongue 
would be fluent and clear. No longer would a fool be called noble, nor the scoundrel be highly respected. For fools speak folly, their hearts are bent on evil, they practice ungodliness and spread error concerning the Lord. The hungry they leave empty, and from the thirsty they withhold water. So my prayer, my prayer is this, that clearly we can see the reason here why, um, why the Lord's kingdom needs to come. Uh, John chapter uh, 7, verse 38 says, whoever believes in me, like the scriptures say, from his heart will flow rivers of living water. We are, we, we are his vessels and we need to, we need to be a refuge. We need to be um, a, a, um, a, a, a giver of life, a, a, to replenish the earth and those around us, those in darkness. There's also parallels um, Isaiah 67, sorry, uh, uh, 67, uh, Isaiah chapter 61, which people, a few people have covered throughout this week, um, where, where it speaks about you know um, uh, um, freeing those in bondage and so on and so forth. So let us pray that we will see clearly and understand and grasp what is asked of us and what the fruits, these will be fruits of, of, of adhering and obeying his kingdom according according to, to how he's prescribed it. Father God, we just pray that, that we, will, we will have an understanding of fruits that we will expect to see from adhering to your kingdom. Lord, may we counter the culture, the culture in this day, in this day and age, where evil is considered good and good is evil. Lord, may we continue to be light in darkness, Lord, but it can only come from obedience obedience to your kingdom, Lord, to your ways. Father God, may we, may we be like a shelter from the wind and storms. May we be water in the desert for those who are thirsty. And Lord, ultimately, all glory, all glory will point to you. You will take all the glory and all the praise, Lord. And as the end of the Lord's prayer says, for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. It's all yours, Lord. It's all yours. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Right, so I'm going to hand over to uh, Deji, who will take the next segment. Thank you. Yeah, thanks very much, um, Chinedu. Um, so I'm going to be um, dealing with a couple of prayer points, but the first one is um, dealing with our um, Goliaths and our mountains. Um, where obviously we obviously know the story of David and Goliath in First Samuel chapter seventeen. So we'll be touching on a few points on that, and we'll also be speaking to um, the mountains, which is actually taken from Mark eleven twenty three, which says, "For assuredly I say unto you that." Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things which he, um, he says will be done, he will have whatever we say. So those are the two areas that we're going to focus on uh, initially, Goliath and mountain. We know that um, we cannot fight spiritual battles 
or we cannot speak to spiritual mountains with just empty words or just confession or with human wisdom or nice words. We need spiritual weapons that God has already given us to actually fight um, um, those battles. And um, I just want to begin just to thank God that he has, he knows the battles, he knows the mountains that we are going to face in life. And he has already equipped us and he has even promised us. And that is what he came for that. And he declares that he has overcome even by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So we know that we have the victory before we even go into these battles. But sometimes the enemy wants to lie to us. He wants to deceive us, as it said. He wants to do all of his tricks. But we are here this afternoon to just remind ourselves of what God's word says and prophesy those words over our lives, not just only our individual lives, over the people in our cell groups, to our families, to our church, to our nation. You know, we are the salt, we are the light of the world. God has not made us to be timid, not as God has not made us to shirk from the battle. He has said that we should take the fight to the enemy because we know that he declared that, you know, the kingdom of hell will not prevail against him. So, um, we know, you know, that God says that in 2 Corinthians 4, 7, it says, but we have this treasure in earthly vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. So let us know that it is not of us. It is not our own intellectual ability. It is not our own, you know, um, persuasiveness that we're going to change and transform our nation it's going to be by the power of God. And God's word in, you know, um, 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5 declares that the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty in God in the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments and everything that exalts itself against the name of God. And finally, um, 1 Thessalonians 1.5 speaks about, for our gospel did not come to you in word only, but in power and in the Holy Spirit. So first of all, we're going to thank God that God has given us all these tools that we are able to actually fight and defeat every Goliath, every mountain that may be in our way. So let's just um, pray right now. Father, we thank you, O God Almighty, for your word. We thank you for your promises, O God, that you have spoken over our lives, O God Almighty, that we are victorious, O God, in Christ Jesus, that you have equipped us, O God Almighty, and you have filled us, O God, with your Holy Spirit, O God Almighty, for every situation, every circumstance, every battle, Father God Almighty, every trial, Father God Almighty, that we might face, Father God Almighty. We thank you, O God Almighty, that you have, Father, given us the victory, O God. Your word declares, O God Almighty, that we will face persecution in this world, O God. We will face trials, O God, in this world, O God. But your word declares that we should be of good cheer, that we have overcome the world. So we stand upon your word, Father God Almighty, that your word, O oh God Almighty, for our generation, O oh God, it will not fall to the ground, O oh God, but it will accomplish everything that you have purposed and planned for it, Lord, in the name of Jesus. That your word declares that we are the, 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 the light upon a hill that cannot be hidden, O oh God, and say we, we pray, Father God Almighty, in our own individual lives, O oh God, in our families, O oh God Almighty, in our church, O oh God Almighty, in our nation, O oh God, let your light shine, O oh God Almighty, not the light of man, Father God, 
God Almighty, but the eternal light, Father God Almighty, let it shine, oh God, let it shine, oh God, let it permeate, oh God, into every single area of society, into every single dark corridor, in every single area that the enemy have claimed as his territory. Father God Almighty, we refuse, oh God Almighty, we refuse to be defeated, Father God Almighty, we refuse, Father God Almighty, to listen to the propaganda and the lies and the deception of the enemy, oh God. We stand upon your word, we stand upon your truth, oh God. We declare, Father God Almighty, that you are the God that says, the God Almighty, that if you go before us, Father God Almighty, that we will follow, Father. So we declare that even as you led the Israelites, oh God, even by the pillar of fire um, by night, oh God, and the pillar of cloud by day, Father God Almighty, and you took them to the promised land. You took them, Father God Almighty. So we thank you, Father God Almighty, that you are taking us, oh God, from where we are, Father God Almighty, where you have called us to be, oh God Almighty. We will not die in the desert, oh God. We will not die in the wilderness, oh God. We thank you, Father God Almighty, that we, Father God Almighty, shall turn this nation back to you, oh God Almighty, that we shall claim the lives, oh God Almighty, and the souls, oh God, that the enemy might have wanted to plunder, oh God Almighty, to his kingdom, oh God. We take them back out of out of the kingdom of darkness, oh God, and we take them, oh God, in back into the kingdom of your marvelous light, Lord, in the name of Jesus. So we thank you, Father God Almighty. We bless you. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. So um, after that, thanks. We're just going to um, quickly go to um, First Samuel um, 17, um, 23 and 24. Again, as I as I said at the beginning, that's just talking about David and the battle that he had with Goliath. So um, in verse 23, it says, um, as um, David was talking to the people of Israel, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, stepped out from his line and shouted his usual defiance. And David heard it. When the Israelites saw the man, they all fled from him in great fear. So when the Israelites saw Goliath and he shouted and cursed the children of Israel, to a man, they all fled from him in great fear. So what I just wanted to got us to focus on is what are our giants? What are the giants in our own individual lives that are actually stopping us from moving forward? It, as has been talked about already, it could be the flesh. It could be like the children of Israel. It could be fear. Fear of what? You know, fear of stepping out. Fear of actually doing the things that God has called us to be. It could be anxiety. It could be Sunday. It could be for other people. It could be lack of vision. For other people, it could be fear of losing their homes during this COVID time or losing their job or fear of catching um, COVID. It could be fear of the future. It could be fear of their, of their children. It could be fear of their parents back home. Whatever fear is, we know that fear is not of God. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, fear is not of God because as it said that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he has given us the spirit of power, love, and assignment. We've said it time and time again this week, you know, and but we, as I said at the beginning, this should not be just words only. It should be a demonstration of power. We should be able to go out into the streets and lay our hands upon the sick and they shall recover. That we should go out and actually speak um, to our society in all of the giants, wherever God has actually called us to be and, to, and, and for those places to be transformed. So let's just pray right now that the spirit of fear that the enemy uses to paralyze us will not prevent us 
from moving forward in the kingdom of God. So, Father, we thank you, Father God Almighty, that even as we have declared time and time this week, oh God Almighty, that your kingdom, Father God Almighty, Father, your kingdom, Father God Almighty, shall not, Father God Almighty, be um, blocked, oh God Almighty, um, by fear, Father God Almighty, because you have given us, oh God Almighty, the spirit of love, Father. Your word declares that love conquers all fear. So, Father, we stand upon your word, oh God Almighty, your love, oh God Almighty, and your power, Father God Almighty, that we we will use it, O oh God Almighty, to move forward, Lord, in the name of Caesar. Father God Almighty, renew our mind, like it says in Romans, O oh God, that we will be transformed, O oh God. We want you to transform our nation, O oh God. But Father, we say, Father, that you start with us, O oh God, that you will transform us, O oh God Almighty, that we will not, Father God Almighty, in our attitude, O oh God, in our minds, in our behavior, Father God Almighty, in our thought processes, O oh God Almighty, that we, Father God Almighty, shall not, Father God Almighty, be silenced, O oh God Almighty, by the antics, O oh God, and the the devices of the enemy of God. Your word declares that we are not ignorant of God of the devices of the enemy. So if we are not ignorant of God Almighty, that we have a leg upon it, that we are able of God Almighty to, to maneuver of God Almighty and to defeat Father God Almighty every single strategy of the enemy of God. We remember the story of Elisha, Father God Almighty, when the king of Syria came against them, Father God Almighty, that even as the enemy plotted of God, you exposed of God Almighty the works and the plans of the enemy of God Almighty in, in uh, and they could not do anything. Anything time they, they um, any single time they thought they would do something, um, 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 Elisha would reveal it to the king of Israel, and they were able to maneuver away. So we pray right now, Father God Almighty, in this season of God that we're in, Father God Almighty, that we will be able to God Almighty to hear from you, Father God Almighty, and we'll be able God Almighty to circumvent oh God Almighty and come around every single strategy of fear and intimidation of God that the enemy might place in our way, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Um, we see that David responded with fear um, in verse 36 and 37 with faith. David was not about self-glory. David was about bringing glory and honor to God. Yes, he asked what was going to be done to a man, but his primary focus in that was about God's glory. If you read verse uh, 36 and 37, it says, your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of the Philistine. So he did not trust in his own um, um, skill, um, but he trusted in God. He trusted in the God of Israel and, and God is asking us as well to put on faith in, in this in, in this season of God, that we would know that even as God declares that, that even though he has not taken us out of the world, but he has protected us against every single um, evil one. And that faith comes by spending time with God in the backwaters of the wilderness like David did, taking care of his fathership. So we're going to pray as well right now that God will help us and help us build our faith. Father, we thank you, Father God Almighty, for your word, Father God Almighty. We thank you, Father God Almighty, that we can conquer fear with your faith, Father God Almighty. Father God Almighty, even the man that came to you that wanted his daughter to be healed, Father God Almighty, Jesus said, if you have faith, your daughter will be made healed. 
and he said, help me with my unbelief. So, Father, I pray, Father God Almighty, for those that are struggling, oh God, in this season, oh God, against their mountains, oh God, against their Goliaths, Father God Almighty, I pray that you will strengthen them, oh God, by your word, oh God, Father God Almighty, that you will fill them with your spirit once again, Father God Almighty, that they will be able, Father God Almighty, to stand up, oh God, against the enemy, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And finally, we're just going to go to um, verse 39, um, which actually talks about um, Saul giving David his armor and David um, saying that he could not use um, the armor because he wasn't used to it. God has given us gifts. In um, Romans eleven twenty-five. 25, it says the gifts and the calling of God are with unrepentance. God is not going to change his mind. The gifts that he has given you, the calling he has for his life, he's not going to change it. And he has given you gifts um, to, to help you walk in that calling. But you cannot use another person's gifts. So we're going to pray right now that God will um, let those gifts that he has given us, let it rise up. And then from verse 51 and 52, it actually talks about David killing Goliath with the sword, and then all the people of Israel that um, ran away before, they now ran back to the battle after David had initiated the victory. So we're going to pray that not only God will actually use us for our anointing, but he will also allow us to run back um, and cause us to be a motivating force for other people to come back to God and to uh, and to win victories for God. So let's just quickly pray. So Father, we thank you, Father God Almighty, for your word. We thank you, Father God Almighty, for the anointing, Father God Almighty, that you have given us, oh God Almighty. Your, your word declares, oh God Almighty, that your anointing breaks every single yoke. So Father, we pray that individually, oh God Almighty, even collectively, oh God, even as a cell group, even as a church, oh God, even as a nation, Father God Almighty, that all the gifts and the talents that you have given us, Father God Almighty, that we will use it for your glory, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And even as we have heard Isaiah say, Father God Almighty, who is there? Send me. Father God Almighty, even as we heard David say, is there not a cause? I pray, Father God Almighty, that you will use us, Father God Almighty, to revitalize and energize, oh God, all those that are around us, Father God Almighty, that we, Father God Almighty, will be able, Father God Almighty, to take the fight to the enemy, oh God, that we will slay the enemy, oh God, that we will have a mighty victory of God Almighty and we will give the glory and the honor back to you Lord in Jesus name. Amen. So um, I'm now going to pass back to King Solomon to close this session. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much uh, Deji and thank you very much gentlemen um, all of you for, um, for your uh, participation. Um, I'm going to uh, I'm going to go back to Pastor Colin in a minute, um, but but um, I just want to before before we 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 close, um, I want to thank I want to thank everyone uh, this week, um, all of you, all all of our congregation in KT who have taken part. Um, I, my prayer is that um, our God our God will answer every every prayer and grant every request in Christ Jesus um, the, the network the network pastors my goodness yesterday awesome amazing I pray I pray for all of the network churches all of the pastors may all of your churches be full and overflowing with souls in the coming months I prophesy over every one of the network churches that when you open your doors, 
after the lockdown, you will find queues of people, multitude souls. They will run to you. You will open your arms and your doors will be open. And, and, and when you open these doors, there will be queues of people. There will be a harvest, a harvest waiting. And the God, the God, our God, the God of the harvest, he will give you the hands to hold the harvest. He will give you, he will give you the capacity to hold the harvest. You will grow, you will multiply, you will flourish, you will expand in the name of Jesus. You will rip abundantly in the next season in Jesus' name. I, I, I want to take some time whilst I've got it to also, I want to, I want to pray for, I want to pray for, for Ron, for Michelle, and for all of the technical team that have worked so hard and so tirelessly, not just this week, you know, throughout the lockdown, especially every one of you guys, every one of you, I can't name you by names. I pray the hand of God on your lives. Everything that you are asking him for, the things you were seeking God for, may he reward you. May he reward you to excess. May he reward you superfluously. May he reward you in abundance for the work that you do for the gospel, for the work that you do, the things that you do that are not seen. May God bless every one of you in the name of Jesus, your families, every one of you. May he God use you to do amazing things for him and for the kingdom. And I thank you. I thank you so much and bless you for your service, your service to God. Uh, I, I want to say something too. I, I know that Pastor Colling will not like me to, but I, Pastor Colling and Amanda, um, what can I say? You know, the Lord, the Lord God, he sees your labor. He sees your labor. He sees your love. He sees everything that you do. Um, and he will bless and reward you abundantly. I pray, you know, on behalf of the whole church, we just bless you for everything that you do and everything that you have done. And I pray that every new season that you have, calling an Amanda, every new season you have will be better than every season that has gone behind you. The things that you do for tomorrow will be greater than the things of yesterday. All your mornings will be better than the days and the nights that have gone behind you. And the Lord, he will put his hand on you and he, he will show you great things and lead you to great places for this church, for your lives. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. I'm going to hand back to Pastor Colling and then we're going to come back uh, just to, to see one short clip. Thank you very much. Amen and amen. Wow, what a morning. It's been like the crowning glory of a week separated and sanctified unto the Lord. Amanda is um, watching downstairs. I'm, I'm up here in my study. And um, I just want to say thank you, um, Solomon, for leading us this morning. And thank you for all of your downline, your generation of cell members. I mean, I wish I could just take you guys and exhibit you to the entire world of church life. Because you are everything that I dream for and everything that I work for. 
I do believe in the ordained ministry. And by that, I mean when an organization um, trains and prepares people and empowers them and authorizes them to work within a particular structure and framework like we have in our Elam Pentecostal churches. But my passion is for you who are called laymen, laymen and women. Uh, what I mean by that is that you're not the professionals. None of you who have participated today have craved for reverend in front of your name. Not, not that you would, uh, you know, discount that. Um, but you are out in the marketplace, professional men and women, um, working for Jesus. This is everything that I believe in. And Solomon, congratulations to you and God bless you for what you have done in raising up such a generation of men of God. This is a men's net uh, uh, primarily. Uh, and of course, you all have wives and women are participating in your life and in ministry as well. But we would be the envy of many people who are finding that it's difficult to get men to accept responsibility for spirituality, for growth, for direction, for pastoral care, one of another, and confrontation in the spirit of God. So well done and absolutely amazing. And I feel so proud, if I'm allowed to do that, um, not arrogant, but so proud of what the spirit of God has done in your lives, to see the quality and professionalism of your preparation and of the way that you've participated today. Thank you so much for praying for Amanda and me and for honoring us today in your prayers. Summarizing what I've heard today, I would put it like this, and I've written it down in a kind of paragraph. The gospel does not call us to make a few peripheral changes in our lives, as if we simply add God to our existing beliefs and practices. It calls for radical change, being brought into a totally different domain, the domain of God's rule over everything. God's eternal kingdom. And therefore, it means we adopt a totally new world view, which changes everything about us and how we live and behave in relationship with Him. Now, all of us, the leaders of prayer in the uh, Zumanar, everybody, your senior minister, everybody, we'll all accept that we are so far yet away from what we should be. And we aspire to increasing levels of spirituality and greatness in the kingdom. But we thank God for the gospel, the message that changes everything. It changes how we do families, how we engage with the community, how we bring changes in society 
and how we stand strong in our own lives despite the pressures, the weaknesses, the failures, the pain that we all go through. But God is with us and God is with us, KTLCC. So I'm really grateful for this week of prayer. And I was particularly taken by Solomon's opening message, uh, that, that part of it, at least, when he said, look, you know, it's one thing to pray and to fast. But when we have done that, we have to position ourselves. We have to take a stand and follow through. Uh, he mentioned, you know, of course, the praise and the worship and that people were doing something. But to position ourselves so that we actually become concrete, living examples, not just examples as if it's just to, to impress others, but living um, manifestations of the kingdom of God, taking our place in this world's battles. We know when Jesus comes, it'll all be over and it will be glorious. But in the meantime, now we have to face opposition. Now we have to deal with that flesh and that self that so wants to draw us away from Christ. Now we have to deal with the opponents of the gospel. Now we have to deal with the brokenness in, in our world. So God bless you. I pray that you've been strengthened and refreshed and that you are energized and anointed by the Holy Spirit, that it's not just going to be, well, we've done this week now, and that was a bit tiring, but it was good. And it's now back to business and life as normal. God has added something into our life as a church. We've had hundreds of people participate, you know, all together. I would say upwards of a thousand people particularly participating. And so that's absolutely remarkable and wonderful. And we are the tabernacle of the Lord, the temple of the Holy Spirit. God is dwelling amongst us. And I've been also affirmed by the way in which the prayers have incorporated not just KTLCC or just Elam in our narrow focus, but the kingdom of God worldwide. Well, bless you. Thank God for you. Um, so what I'm going to do is just pray. It's kind of right up to one o'clock, but the actual uh, finish of today is a little video that has been prepared, which is in place of the blessing of the Holy Spirit and the blessing of the Lord. So God bless you. Thank you, Father. We lift up everything that has been said and done and prayed throughout all of these days. And we ask that this will become embedded in our lives and will become absolutely so internalized that we cannot help but to live and to speak and to glorify you in all that we say and do. And so we thank you for your blessing. And now for the blessing, we're going to turn to this prepared video. God bless you. Jude 1 verse 2. May mercy, peace and love be multiplied to you. Receive. Iyunda glava adin stichdva. Milostvam imeri lubov domnojatsa. Amen. Милост, мир и любов да ви се умножат. Рахмат, солхо еш, барои шома чанд баробар шават. Ек вен си мир и мир худс ханада, фреда и лифта ту. Тикаете, 
mawa, kimia, pe bulingo, eba kisama mingi na bino. Na watakie ni huruma, amani, na upendo kwa wingi. Ebere udu na ihul anya ba uba nebe ino. Epistele ti juda orikini esekeji. Ki ye anu ati alafia ati ife ki yo ma bisifu yi goni. Misericordia, e pace, e carità, e siano moltiplicate. La grâce, la paix e l'amour se multiplient pour vous. Mercy, peace and love be multiplied to you.